Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here, Here we go! Live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why, thank you, Brent Musburger, and welcome to this episode number 220 of Raiders Fan Radio. What is up, Raider Nation? Uh, my name is Murph. Hi, Hi Murph. Murph. And I'm a Raider fan. I've been a Raider fan for 48 years, and I can't quit. <laughs> Hi, Murph. <laughs> Are welcome, you? welcome to your support uh, network here, uh, to, to the chat room and everybody else that's listening to this show. Uh, we are here to, to, to lift each other up because the Raiders uh, let us down uh, on Monday night, which we're going to get to plenty of that. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the uh, a little bit of a rough game on primetime on the brightest stage there for Monday night football. Uh, plenty of talk about that. Uh, we will get to that in just a little bit. And if you want to hear us really go into it, Swag Jeff and I did a little uh, RFR rundown just about the Raider Charger game. So if you look for Raiders Fan Radio in your podcast feed, just by searching Raiders Fan Radio, Apple, Google, iHeart, Stitcher, um, any of the podcast services, you can find us and uh, you can hear us kind of drown in some misery around the game. Uh, Of course, we keep it as lighthearted as possible, but man... That was a little bit rough. So uh, anyways, check that out in your podcast feed. And uh, and thank you to all of the new folks 
that have subscribed to us and are listening to us uh, via Just Blog Baby on the Fan Sided Network. We appreciate you very, very much, and we appreciate uh, Fan Sided and Just Blog Baby support and their endorsement. <coughs> excuse me, and their endorsement of us here at uh, at Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, and if you're listening on the website, please do us a favor. Like I said, find us on any of those podcast services and hit that subscribe button. Uh, it helps out uh, everything that we do around here, which is our main focus about what this show nowadays we raise money for charity we raise money for raiders related charities and we have a great time talking about the raiders having a lot of fun in the process so if you wouldn't mind uh hit us with that support please doesn't cost you nothing just give us the old thumbs up give us a review tell your raider friends all that good stuff and, and again thank you for uh for all the new folks and the folks at uh at just blog baby and fan sided and uh, just give me an idea uh, you know, we've been kind of looking around at a lot of the Just Blog Baby stuff lately since we partnered with them. A lot of great articles on there. So definitely go out and support uh, some of the writers like uh, Khaled Abdallah. He has an article out there this week uh, called The Studs and Duds, kind of looking back over at uh, at the Raiders game on Monday night. And it's just a you know, nice, quick read. Uh, very well done. And so, uh, so support uh, those folks and what they do over there at Just Blog Baby. All right. So as I mentioned, my name is Marf. Hi, Hi, Murph. And I would like to uh, welcome to the fan cave my real-life uncle, the man who helped birth me into the Raider Nation, the man that's the legendary one that sits to my right. He sits at the western annex of the Murph's fan cave desk. He is the one and only Uncle Mosh. Yeah. What's up, Uncle Mosh? Oh, man, I I tell you, you know, (sighs) it's been a rough couple of days. (laughs) But I'll tell you what. Yes. I'd rather be sitting three and one yes. than one and three. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because we have been one and three. Yeah. We have been We've one been and three. We've been 0 and four. Too. We've been 0 and four. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, and we and we have all talked about it. Raider Nation in nauseum has talked about we're gonna lose one. Now I, it's more important to see how we bounce back Amen. from this loss. Amen. You know? And you know, something that really important and a lesson I got from you was that, you know, when it comes to sports, especially, it's important to learn how to lose. And look, I'm not sitting here trying to like make Pollyanna out of this. Look, absolutely. I I understand we lost on the biggest of stages and I understand how hurt we are as fans. One thing I learned from you is that like, you know, look in life and and we learned this through coaching and you taught me this through coaching in life, you're going to lose. You're going to get passed over for a job promotion. The girl that you like isn't going to want to go out with you. The school you want to get into, you're not going to get selected for. You're going to lose in things. So it's important in the scheme of sports to learn how to lose. Now, you don't have to like it. We don't want you to like it. We don't want to embrace the idea of losing. But it's kind of part of it, right? Like, And so, like, let's not do it a bunch because we want to make the playoffs. No. But, like, it's not the end of the world yet, is it, Mosh? The wheel has no memory. Amen. You know? Come on. Come on. You know, my, my gambling my gambling friends know what I'm talking about. You <laughs> That's know? right. That's right. It's it's uh gosh, there was a there was a great scene in uh a, a, a play, I care, I think it was called Gildenhurst and Rosencrantz and Gildenhurst, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, about flipping a quarter. You know, and it's like it's you it's three hundred and sixty five times in a row. Okay. What's the odds that the next one's gonna be the same thing that's come up the other three hundred and sixty? The odds haven't changed. The odds haven't changed. The odds yeah, haven't that's changed. right. That's yeah. right. Uh, no memory, man. Don't no get memory. too far up. Don't get too Don't, far yeah. down. And uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, let me welcome in the third man to the booth, uh, into the booth tonight. So speaking of like, just really like steady, 
not a lot of, of emotion. No emotion. Very stoic. No, very, memory. Very, no memory. Very metered. No, <laughs> no memory. From the kid that has the best memory of anybody yeah, I've exactly. ever met, yeah, he's but, in no memory. So let's welcome the most emotionally balanced of the three of us, uh, the man that adorns the Southern Annex of the Western Annex of the Merce Fan Cave Desky is Swag Jeff. Yeah. What's up, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I missed you guys last week. Oh, my gosh. We where you been? You. Holy cow. Well, I, you know, I mean, I, first and foremost, I'm a dad. Yes, you know, I'm a husband absolutely. and I'm a dad. And absolutely. so uh, so my wife, who was uh, super busy last week, had all the wedding stuff. If you don't know, my wife's a wedding planner. She's amazing at her job. Uh, yeah, she worked like a million hours last week. So, so yeah, so I couldn't come play. Mm. But, but I missed you guys. Well, Can we, I tell a story you? about you? I w- yes, why so not? So I talked... I talked You're going to gonna s- tell it anyway, so it doesn't You're going to tell it anyway, yeah. <laughs> I talked to you, and this is what a great dad you are. I talked to you on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Wednesday. I don't remember. I said, what are you doing, Swag? Oh, I got my kids. Man, we just went into Target. Why'd you do that, Swag? Oh, I needed to pick up some baggies or something. I can't remember what you said. Oh, how'd well, that go? weed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> breaking, right. he was breaking up a pound. Uh, I said, so how'd that go for you? And he goes, well... $176 later in every toy Target has. <laughs> yeah, but right. he go, and I go, why'd you do that? And he goes, because I can. Absolutely. And my kids yeah. wanted them. And I can't say no to my kids. <laughs> no. I and, can't say no to my kids. And they're not, they're, we're on the radio, but oh my gosh, I, I wouldn't be able to say no to them. They're, you got the cutest little cutest kids. Babies. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. So, you're absolutely right. Yeah. They yeah. go to say, look like your wife. You're not kidding about that. All right. So uh, so we got a lot to get to tonight, Raider Nation. So here at the top of the show, uh, we normally jump right into a couple of different things, but I want to throw out a disclaimer tonight. So as you see, I'm wearing the number 24. Hey. Uh, hey. Representing the uh, the of course the great the the great one the goat Charles Woodson Swago's got his number twenty four on over there uh, Swago's got some intercept wine and some Woodson whiskey over there behind him because yeah. tomorrow is Charles Woodson's birthday and so we are going to take um, some time tonight all throughout the show and we're going to do different things to celebrate the great one and uh, of course his recent induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame but we just want to celebrate the greatness of Charles and what he did as a Raider yeah. uh, and one of the ways that we're going to do that is that one we're going to taste Woodson whiskey tonight oh. live on the air live on the air we're going to do that and then we are also we're going to give away one of these autographed intercept bottles of wine uncle mosh we're gonna if you would like to show that to the audience please uh so for those of you on the audio podcast uh uncle mosh is holding up a bottle of intercept pinot noir that was uh, autographed by charles woodson there's no uh uh, what do you call it? The certi- certificate of authenticity. Yeah, we didn't need it because I followed Charles around Nashville as he was signing these things. So I assure you, it's the real thing. <laughs> yep. Um, but anyways, we're going to be auctioning that off tonight. One hundred percent of the proceeds uh, from that auction will go to the One Nation Foundation. For those of you that are familiar with this show. You know how this works. You make a donation in the Super Chat. For every $10 increment, we will throw a poker chip in a bucket. And then at the end of the night, we will uh, draw and, uh, and give that autograph bottle away and again we're going to be celebrating uh charles all night tonight while we do everything else that we normally do around here uh which is of course talking about the raiders chargers game we're going to really dig into the joey bosa comments and the uh kind of the the impact and the ripple effect of that at the end of the show we hear from you uh, because more of you and less of us is a good thing so we're going to check in with raider nation and what we call the sea of fans mailbag we're going to give respect here at the top of the show but before we do any of that Swag Jeff always takes our episode number and ties that back to, into something significant in Raider Nation. So this is episode number 220. Swag Jeff, what do you got? Take a break, buddy. 
catch a breath, man. Yeah, your face is as red as swaggy. I've said seven words tonight, and Masha said six. Well, I got a lot to say, hey, Jeff. ease up, man. You're going to be all right. All right. Slow down there, hot dog. Yeah. Right. Hey, t- take another swig of that drink, bro. All right, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, so what yes, as, as Murph said, uh, it, it is episode number 220. It is episode 220, and every episode, uh, I take a significant moment in Raider Nation and uh, and relate it back to the episode number. And I got two for you tonight, guys. You got two 220s? I got two 220s, wow. man. So the first, it's to so, buy one, get one. Yeah, so the first one, we're going, Bogo, the we're going all the way back to 1967. Ooh, nice. 1967, and we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite quarterback in 1967. The Mad Bomber? The Mad Bomber, Daryl Lamont. Let's go. Let's go. It's his first season in silver and black. Yes, because Flores was Maybe before Absolutely. <laughs> uh, first season in silver and black. Uh, pro Bowl season. All pro season. 13-1 and one record as a starting quarterback. Uh, 3,228 yards and uh, 30 touchdowns through the air. He completed 220 passes. Nice, yes. Jeff. Yes. Well, Absolutely. Done. But, well done. But, but there's more. But there's more, man, because it's Charles Woodson night. It is. Oh, it's Woodson Charles Day. Woodson you night, throw man. Woodson it's goat in. night here in the fan cave. And so we're going to be talking about, of course, our favorite number 24, Charles Woodson. He had two stint with the Raiders. Everyone knows that. Yes. Uh, he, he, he disappeared for a little bit, and it didn't matter where he went, but he came we didn't home. Care. He came home. But during his first stint, he was drafted for the Raiders. Uh, his first stint, he had 469 tackles, 15 of those for loss, 14 forced fumbles, four of those, or four fumble recoveries, five and a half sacks, three time All Pro, three time Pro Bowler. He had 17 interceptions in his first stint with the Raiders, two of those going to the house. He had 220 interception return yards. Whoa! Nicely done, Jeff. Yeah. Swaggy Jay. That's a good one, dude. Absolutely. Nicely done. All right, Uncle Mosh, let's hit some contact information. Actually, I want to shout out what's going on in the chat, please. Please do. I've talked enough. So, yeah, yeah, you have. Uh, So, uh, (laughs) so we're going to stop him. uh, Well, yeah, we need to just start cutting him off. Some of that Woodson whiskey over there, and I'll (laughs) shut up all right. (laughs) Will do. Will do. (laughs) So, uh, so Tyrone Graves had a $5 donation in there. I can't scroll all the way up to see his comment. Uh, Aaron the Q Dog Raider now with uh, with $20 donation. Uh, RFR drives a hard bargain, so up my Annie to $20. Nice. Uh, He had originally donated five. We're going to do 15 more. So now Aaron the Q Dog Raider is poker chip number one uh he has, he has two entries for this uh signed intercept wine by uh woodson whiskey and then joshua uh, oh, malinado no. comes in with a 20 dollar donation as well so joshua maldonado is out of there okay Maldonado. that's all right that's all right you uh, what did, did i say yeah. you said malinado. malinado it's mauled my buddy Josh here in the chat, <laughs> he's also got $20. It's going to be one of those kind so of nights poker already, chip, I can tell. Yeah, so poker chip number whiskey? two. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we need to break out this whiskey. Yeah, we haven't even started getting loopy yet. Woo! Hey, Raider Nation! You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346. Or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me. Show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit. At Twitter, at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. 
Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tak. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at <laughs> Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. 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 All right. I <laughs> <laughs> right, appreciate you, Uncle Mosh. Appreciate everybody that's in there in the in the chat. I see Pirate1975 has entered into the foray yes. uh, with a 999 in there, which earns him a poker chip. And he says 220. Andy Reid's left ass cheek. Three and one with four winnable next games. Let's go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right on, man. Absolutely, man. We got some we got a very winnable schedule coming up oh, here. Man. These next four are, are very uh, winnable games. But a lot of folks in there. Aaron the Q Dog Raider, of course, our good buddy uh, QB Jeff from Dominican. Domenico's, uh, patronize Domenico's, please, out there in Alameda and and, uh, and also here in Middle Tennessee. Best Italian deli uh, food and sandwiches there is. Sandwiches, as they say. Uh, Mike Crowd is in there. Paul Edgerton, Michelle Sweat, Adam Hill. Appreciate everybody jumping in and joining us for this episode number 220. All right, so um, we, at the top of the show, we like to give respect. Before I give respect, I want to give uh, a little bit of a shout-out to the second show that's on the network. That is our buddy Rich Schmelter, who is the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia. He's got uh, a show that he does uh, called Silver and Black Flashback, and that new episode will be out tonight. That is episode number 10, and it is about the Raiders relocating to Los Angeles. So very timely there and, and topical, and uh, good job by Rich, and uh, he does a great job on that show uh, with us. Um, all right, let's give respect. There's only one name we're going to give respect to tonight. One name. One name. It's the GOATS. Charles Woodson, Come fellas. On. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's give it up, chat room. Let's give it up for the greatest. That, uh, well, you know, it's, it's tough to say the greatest DB for the Raiders because when you got players like, you know, Willie Brown, of course, and then, you know, one of our favorites, Jack Tatum. Like, there was a lot of great DB. Mike Haynes, Lester Hayes. Like, so many great DBs. But I think as far as it, like, epitomizes what it was and is to be a Raider. Right, right, Mosh, right. you're an old-school guy. Can you think of anybody any better than Charles Woodson? You know, I mean, you, everybody in the whole world knows my all-time favorite Raider was Otis Sistrunk. Yes. You know, but I had some really close seconds. You know, Gene Upshaw. Yeah. You know, I, Kenny, you course, know, we've yeah, met yeah. him, Fred. Yeah. You know, uh, Tatum, Atkinson. You know, I mean, I could go on and on and on. And I'm just calling out uh, Oakland guys. You know, don't, yeah, don't, Phil. Phil Villapiano, you know, Mark Van Egan. Yeah. Oh, you, you always know? loved number 30. I yeah, love yeah. Van Egan. You know, so, but, you know, Jack Tatum. I mean, there's just, uh, there's so many, so many. But, you know when you when you get when you get that one guy that just that just does it for you, you know Woodson man. It's just it's just what can you say? Well, yeah, I, I think he just epitomizes it, and especially too on the heels of Willie Brown passing away. Who like his Willie was like he was the ambassador for he Raider was Nation. The ambassador, you know what sure. I mean? And so and and so with Charles taking up the mantle of you know doing the uh, the draft pick announcements and celebrating Mother's Day and all that stuff. Don't you feel Swago? Like, is there anybody to you? Yeah, that- I mean he's he's taking up the mantle as you know the guy that you know he's you know they call Tim Brown Mister Raider, but I mean the guys like. The spokesman for the Raiders amongst, you know, you know, former players, you know, fans and all that stuff. He's I mean, more he's- front facing than what Timmy B is like Timmy B, obviously. And that's a great call out. Yeah. And, and so and even Howie Long, like there's a lot of guys still that really represent 
Raider Nation, but Charles is out there doing it all the time. Absolutely. You know, you know so absolutely. I, I, so absolutely. So absolutely. So much respect to him. So when, a, so before we do respect. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, l- let's let's do a proper toast to the man. Oh, let's do a proper. Are we going to do our tasting? Right. We're going to do a tasting, man. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pour some glasses. We're gonna have some right. uh, Woodson whiskey neat style. I'm gonna I'm gonna come over there and help. help okay, eh? all right, you okay, can, good. Y- y'all and, go. And this is an unopened well, bottle you, now. While you're doing that, while you're prepping that, I'll go ahead and let's hit our first little bit of celebration. Let's go ahead and listen to some highlights and some things around Charles Woodson's career as a Raider. With the uh, fourth pick in the draft. The Oakland Raiders have selected defensive back Charles Woodson. Game time, baby. This is how the West was won. I ain't doing football. Ah, football told me. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be wet. That's what we do. When you was kids, you played in the rain and the mud. I'm never satisfied with what I did yesterday. You know, it's all about today and, uh, and tomorrow. These young Thundercats out here want to know it takes to be great. How you play this long. You know what I tell them? Work hard. Make plays. Work hard. Make, make plays. plays. Work hard. Make plays. All right, Raider Nation, man, we about to go out into this smoke, man, at the Coliseum for the last time. Though this is my last game in the Coliseum, just know that I'll never leave you. Go Raiders. All right, there we go. There's some celebration of Charles Woodson as a Raider. So, uh, as Swag said, we'll make a toast to the man. So, so let's do this proper. So, let's let's uh, let's get it on the nose here. Let's see what our our notes are. Wait, get it on my nose here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not like what? that, Mike. No. <laughs> so now, let, let, I snorted some weird let, things let, in my life. Anyway, go ahead. So, so a little disclaimer here. Like, I'm far from a sophisticated palate. I just kind of know what does and doesn't taste good. As far as the aficionados around here, Swago is probably the most well versed on bourbons and like sure. flavor profiles and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But uh, anyways, okay. So on the nose, it smells. It smells really. Good. It smells really good. It smells really freaking good. All right. So uh, so shall oh, wait, we? wait wait wait. So check out the glasses too. So these glasses, that is, those are literally Uncle Mosh's childhood glasses from what uh, my grandma Jenny, his mom, had in the house while they were growing up. Yeah. These are old. These are from like the '60s Raiders, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, Swag Jeff, you celebrate us or toast us or do whatever. Salute is what Charles we do, Woodson. Salute. 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 Thanks right. for everything you've done. Absolutely. All right. Hmm. Oh wow. I get like, well, I like wine. I'm a mm-hmm. wine guy. Mm-hmm. I get like, um, like a wine flavor, like a big wine, like a cab or something like that. It's wow, that's fantastic. That's you know, real, yeah. The um, what I like, it's really good. It's, first Ooh. of all, it's super, super smooth. I might have to go seconds on this. Yeah, one. Yeah, and it, it and, finishes super and it smooth. Finishes really good. And there's like a, it's like a candy aftertaste, and it's not the dip that I got in my mouth. <laughs> it's, it's like a. Like a caramel, like a like yeah. a. I get that. No, it's good, and it it just lingers there in the back in the back mm-hmm. of your tongue as you exhale through your nose. You yeah. get the caramel. Yeah, well, on I, it. I got all that, the oh, whiskey yeah. on the nose. Hairs. <laughs> you literally got it in there. 
All right, well, Swag Jeff, what do you think? Is yeah, this a, man, is this a hit? Know, well, uh, absolutely. It's. I mean, it's made by the goat. I mean, of course it's going right, to be a right, hit. Right, 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 yeah. Of course it's going to be my new favorite drink mm, all the man, time that ever. Is, that's, um, really good. that's really you know, good. And yeah. you guys, you guys, you know, you started with the, with the, you know, with the nose and you got the finish. So, I mean, I, I got the middle, you know, just the smooth, you know, that's that little burn, man. Real, real boozy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah man. No, I. And that's a thing, right? Like on the throat, how it yeah, feels. You gotta hit, yeah, you got to hit, yeah. But it's not like gin or something. No, like, it's, was like, yeah. wait, it's, it's really like you said, no. not smooth. Well, and I poured you guys a glass that's about three times. <laughs> I pulled me about a three times. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already feeling it. <laughs> that shit hits and hits hard, bro. <laughs> Just like Woodson. Oh, let's go, let's go Mosh. Nicely done. I Nicely love it. done. Hey, that, that is delicious. That is, it, I mean, pretty, it really is. That's pretty freaking good. I, I mean, really did like that. I, yeah, I did, I've, yeah. I've, I've drank a lot of whiskey in my life. And mostly on this show. Mostly on this show. <laughs> I mean, and I, you know, I mean, we live in Tennessee, man. So we get a lot of the Jim Beam of, and the Jack Daniel, and you know, all well, that kind of Kentucky's stuff. Kentucky's just a stone's throw north exactly, of exactly, yeah. man. But th- I mean, and I, that's where that stuff is made. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, but it making in the wine bo- uh, barrels, you can really. I you mean, you that, can taste that. You yeah. really get that berry taste, and it's like just really sweet, man. Like it's really smooth and holy that's legit, cow. dude. That was good. I love it. That was good. That was good. All right, so uh, uh, salud, Charles Woodson. We appreciate you. Appreciate your uh, man. What a what a legacy, or like he says, you know, build your legend. What a what a thing he's doing now, post playing career with his with his winery with Intercept Wines, and of course uh, the Woodson whiskey. And uh, so, just a quick reminder tonight, we're taking donations. Uh, for this autographed uh, Pinot Noir bottle of uh, Woodson Intercept Wines. And we've got another one in there from Schmucky the Raider Bear. Uh, beer. Wow, I'm, uh, here we go. Starting early tonight. Um, Schmucky the Raider Bear, he says, the only whiskey we're drinking is quality whiskey, in my opinion. Otherwise, I'm a beer bear. Well, I can assure you, Schmucky the Raider Bear, that is quality whiskey. That is fantastic. Yeah, you find it in your delicious. local, so local store. So one of the smoothest. Yeah. Yeah, Somebody also good. said on there, Hey, why aren't we? I think it was uh, Big Bass Bear. Big Bass. Oh, wow, my. I got you, too. Oh. All right, everybody's telling me swallowing up. I got a read letter. Yeah. Uh, why don't we auction off whiskey? And you and I are going in a couple of weeks. We're going to Vegas. Yeah, because we don't have it for sale yet here in so Tennessee. So we might bring back one That's for where- maybe as we get closer to Christmas. That's where these came from. These we, came from Vegas from yep. when when I was out there with cousin Sonny for that for the game. Uh, I was able to grab a couple of bo- bottles of Woodson whiskey and uh, I'm very glad I did. Now at this point, that was delicious. Um, all right, let's hit an audio break. Let's hear one more uh, uh, Charles Woodson audio break, and then let's get on and talk to uh, talk to you all, of course, about this um, uh, this Raiders Chargers game. And uh, Mosh, one of the things we talked about it, how much Charles Woodson embraced being a Raider. And one of my favorite uh, narrations that he's ever done is when he kind of talks about what it is to be a Raider, Al Davis's legacy. It's called Just Win Baby, and this is fantastic. One code defined by three simple words. Just win, baby. But what does it mean? What does it take? A phrase coined by an icon who built his organization founded on excellence. There's a commitment to excellence. A kid from Brooklyn who committed to winning at all costs. He became a maverick, conquered rivals, and built his empire. Here's Jacobs. Touchdown, Las Vegas. Al Davis laid the foundation, draped in silver and black. Greater nation marches on. We carry the torch with pride 
and poise into the future. Just win, baby, is a mentality. It defines who we are. Here's it up. Separation. Hold in. Henry Ruggs. The speed. Because there's only one thing that counts. Just win. All right, there's only one thing that counts, and that's just win. But unfortunately, Mosh, the Raiders took an L on Monday night. And, uh, you know, a little bit of a, of, a, of a tough outing for the team. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Jeff and I kind of already went in at length about what our thoughts were around the, the game and more the on-the-field stuff. But we, So all you got to do is check our podcast feed. You hear plenty from us. We want to hear from you, Mosh. What are your kind of like, before we get to any of the audio clips and things, what is just like kind of give me your high level view of like what happened? Uh, what, what was your big takeaways from the from the game against the Chargers? I'm not going to do that, Murph. Oh, OK. I'm not going to do that. All right. Is this an obstinate thing or are you? Just, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got a shot of whiskey. We're going to fight. <laughs> it's the reason I don't drink it on a regular basis anymore. I don't heal like I used to. <laughs> that damn tree beat the hell out of me three weeks ago. All right, no, so what are you no, going to do I, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that because I'm a Raider fan, and everybody out there is a Raider fan, and everybody knows what happened on Monday night, and we don't usually lose on Monday nights. We're a good Monday night football team. We probably got the best record still. I don't know. Uh, somebody will have to check We're the it. kings of Monday night care. once upon a time. I yes. We're going to talk about that stupid game later. Yes, there was a lot that went wrong. There was a couple things that I saw that were, that were good. Hunter Renfro... Oh, He's going to start man. as a linebacker next week. <laughs> that dude laid some Woodson on that guy, oh, man. That was, nice, that nice. was I'm delicious. I'm telling you. And then, and then last night, the Hunter Renfro that plays for, for Boston had a hell of a play, oh, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So, we'll talk about Hunter Renfro's all around. Hunter Renfro's <laughs> for everybody, you know. But I, I want to do something a little different. What do you want to do? I want to do... Okay. I got a little game. You got a little game? I want to play play a little Woodson trivia. Okay, let's do it. Okay, you and Swaggy J. All right, I'm ready. All right. Everybody knows that that, that Charles Woodson was born on October 7th, 1976. Yes. Okay. What was, in 1976, the number one movie that got the award... For the best movie. Here are your choices. Okay. Sting. Okay. With Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Godfather Part 2. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. Or Rocky. Godfather Part 2. Swaggy? I'll go Rocky. Give yourself a point, Murph. It was Godfather Part 2. Sting won it in 74. Godfather Part... Oh, I'm sorry. You were both wrong. I, oh. I misread. Godfather Part Two was seventy five. Oh man! Okay. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Was seventy six. Jack Nicholson was seventy six. Seventy six. And okay. seventy seven was Rocky. Okay. I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. All right. Give it to me. Everybody knows that Woodson's birthday is October seventh. Yes. I'm going to give you three rights and a wrong. Okay. You pick the wrong. Okay. Also born on October 7th. Okay. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> 68 years old. Mookie Betts. Oh, nice. Okay. He's 28 years old. Yo-Yo Ma. Oh, my gosh. Who's 65 years Love old. Yo-Yo Ma. 
And Paul Rubens, otherwise known as Pee Wee Herman, Herman, who's 69 years Gossip, old. No clue. I'm going to go with Putin. You sold that one. Okay. I'm going to go Pee Wee. Give yourself a point, Jeff. Pee Wee oh, was born man. August 27th. Jeff, any excuse to take a poll on that Woodson whiskey yeah. over there? Yeah. Take a shot, Jeff. <laughs> they, they said to do a taste testing. I'm tasting it several times. <laughs> it's good every time. Every time. <laughs> it's getting better. So Charles <laughs> works. And it was, and it was hey, wonderful. Wait, it's, like, it's like Simona works every, every time. time. Very good. <laughs> All right, Mosh. All right. Okay. Fremont, Ohio. That's where he's from. That's where Charles Woodson's from. Yes. These are three incorrects and one, or three three bad and one good. Okay. Also from Fremont, Ohio. Okay. President of the United States, Rutherford B. Hayes. Oh, one of the favorites. President of the United States, twice, Grover Cleveland. Oh, huge Grover Cleveland fan. Not a president of anything, the Cleveland Steamer. Oh, and <laughs> Annie Potts. Annie Potts. Oh, from Ghostbusters? Yeah, the, uh, the actress. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, from Ghostbusters. Which one of these was actually from Fremont, Ohio? I'm a big Glo- Grover Cleveland guy. And I was, I was going to guess the same thing. Cleveland, you can't guess the same thing. Okay. Well, so I, got, you, I, well I, got got Cleveland, I got Cleveland being from Ohio. Okay. You see where I'm going with this? I'm going with Rutherford B. Hayes. Okay. Swaggy, take another oh shot. Oh, my Rutherford gosh. B. Hayes. We're going to get swaggo drunk over there. <laughs> Smoking <laughs> your ass, bro. Yeah, you are. You suck I, at this game, man. I am. I guess I'm not as big of a Grover Cleveland fan as I thought. All right. Here we go. You'll All get right. this one. We'll talk about the Raiders <laughs> eventually. Watch. All right. Charles Woodson's legal f- full name okay. is... Charles Nelson Riley Woodson. Charles <laughs> Charles Woodson. Okay. Charles Lamont Woodson. Okay. Charles L. Woodson. Okay. Charles M. Woodson Jr. Ooh. I'm going to go with Charles Lamont just to reference back our best friend Michelle, her husband Lamont, and give him respect. So I'm going to pick Lamont. Charles L. It's Charles Woodson. No, oh, there's no middle name. Okay, no middle name. all right. Okay, good all stuff. Right. How many points you got, Murph? He's got zero. Shut oh, up. Okay, you yeah. got two. This last one is worth three points. Yeah, see, oh, three points, three pointer. All okay, right. here we go. All right, Charles Woodson is six one, two hundred pounds. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, that was just playing height and, and weight. Yes, sir. Also six one <laughs> are the following women. Oh, nice. Okay. One of them is not 6'1". Okay. And there's no Annie Potts in this one either. Okay. Venus Williams. Bridget Nielsen. Marsha Warfield. And Marina Sharapova. Oh, that's a tough one. Because it's it's between uh, Maria Sharapova and Bridget Nielsen. I'm going to go with Maria Sharapova, just for the the hot scale. Okay. I was going to go with Venus Williams. Well... All right. Venus Williams, Bridget Nilsson, and Marsha Warfield are all 6-1. Maria Sharonopova is 6-2. You winner. Let's go. Hey. What's up, Swag Jeff? Drink bitch. my whiskey, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Step up and be a man, bro. Put some hair on your chest. I'll all take right. a shot anyway. All right, take a shot anyway. All right, all right, let's get to this. That's this, all I got. That's good stuff there, Mosh. That was fun. That was fun. All right, uh, let's get to this stupid freaking football game that happened. And uh, let's start off by listening to, of course, Coach John Gruden and some of his postgame comments. It was a ridiculous way to start the game. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The Chargers are a good football team. Amen. On uh, all three phases. But uh, I'll answer any questions I can. 
You know, we, we had a – I can answer other questions. I don't know if we slowed him down enough. We may have slowed Mike Williams down, but we didn't stop him enough. All right, hey, I got to stop this, and I got to tell you guys this. When you listen to this, because we give you a bad time about breathing into the mic all the time. Oh, yeah. Listen to Gruden. <laughs> he's freaking, like, eating the microphone going – when he's waiting, it's hilarious. That's the big thing. He's a good quarterback. They got a heck of an offense. They got a lot of weapons. And they got a lot of different kinds of plays, and he can execute them. He's a special talent. We don't hear it. Pull, pull away from the mic, no, we Mike, so we can hear him. Barnett went out. I know, it's a joke. Nate Hobbs went out at the end of the game. So, Wasn't very funny. Um, I'll have an update later in the week. John Raider, I know you lost. There's no moral victories, but could you please talk about the fans? They certainly showed up. Oh, it was great. You know, it was great. It's always great to have the support of the Raider fans, and we're sorry we let them down, but uh, we cannot come out and uh, take that many punches in the first round. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of our guys showing the toughness to get up and keep fighting, but that, that was ridiculous tonight. They got on us, and they got after us in all three phases. And uh, we found a way to make it a football game and give ourselves a chance, but it's just too hard in this league against good teams. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. You know, you can't, uh, you can't deny this. The Chargers are a good football team. They are an excellent team. And um, they proved it again tonight. They're going to go places this year. They're going to be a force to be dealt with. But um, we had penalties that were ridiculous. Um, we gave up some plays in a passing game today that you can't give up. And um, we didn't play well in the first half. What's it going to take to get the defense ready for teams like the Chiefs and the Broncos? Well, you know, we're going to have to play better in all areas, not just defense. Uh, it would help with Mullen and, and, and Arnett. Some of our guys were back there, I think, helping us. But I'm not going to make any excuses. Uh, they went for it in some critical fourth downs. I give them credit. Backed up in their own territory in a tight football game. They converted some critical plays on fourth yeah, down do. twice. Um, they went all out tonight to make plays, and they did. So aside from appreciating John Gruden and his pronunciation of territory, what else is your takeaway from that, Mosh? Any, does that just coaches speak all over the place there? What, no, do, you, what it, do you get? You know, it, okay, so there wasn't, there wasn't, there wasn't coach speak. You, <laughs> coaches just, <laughs> we just can't quit sometimes. No, uh, so there wasn't, there wasn't, but, but sometimes coach speak is real speak. We, we were, we were absent. In the first half, we weren't there. You call them ridiculous. He, he, I mean, right. it was it was it was not pretty. Uh, we can't, you know, when when Jeff knows because I used to coach Jeff, and and then when we go to we go to an event and it was super super hot and and people would say to me, Coach, man, it's hot, and I'm like, you know, the sun's only beating on you. You know, and, and what I mean by that is we can't we can't blame the weather delay. He didn't try that. Everybody had to go back in the locker room. You know, he was a little pissed that we were in a dome stadium. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but so to say what was really wrong really was coach speak, but it really, man, they just, they just weren't there. They just weren't they there. They just yeah. weren't there. Absolutely. And, and they knew, they knew they were going to have a bad game. We go back to two weeks ago when we listened to Carr talking about, you know, when, when it's all said and done and we, when I, I play for this reason and when I, when we, and I play when we win, I'm going to celebrate and when we lose, I'm going to celebrate because I'm, I'm playing for this reason and that's, that's just how I play the game and I'm going to go. And, and Gruden was the same way, man. We, we just screwed up. 
We just screwed up. It's had a bad That's, game. It was a bad outing. It was a, all the way around. It was a terrible outing. Absolutely. All right. Let's. Uh, so speaking of Derek Carr, <coughs> let's check in with uh, with DC post game. What, what's it like to take your first loss of the year after three really good, dramatic, exciting games? Yeah, I mean, it's better now than later. You know, uh, come on, preach. I think if anything, you know, this hopefully wakes us up a little bit. Um, Truth. I think we needed to start yeah. a lot faster. If I'm honest, we started the season great. Um, but we don't start games nearly good enough yet. And uh, I think that's something that we need to be better at. But uh, you never want to lose, but it's hard to win in this league. Um, but we'll see him again. Yeah, you know, I totally agree with him. And, and we talked about that uh, yesterday when we did yeah. our rundown. You know, we don't like to lose ever. You know, we want to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl every single year. But I'm okay with this loss. You know, do we do we hate losing to anybody? Yes. And do we hate losing to one of our division uh, rivals? Even more so, yes. But uh, but, you know, it kind of hits the reset button a little bit. You know, let's let's settle in. OK, we've we've got a loss now. We're not undefeated. We're not going to we're not going for the 72 Dolphins anymore. OK. And they know let's, they're vulnerable. Like, let's you relax. Know, yes. It's like Predator. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Like the Raiders realize they're vulnerable now at yes. this point. And I think that's important because that, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but the Raiders themselves made various comments post-game, uh, if you get into like the, the, the long versions of these post-game comments, where basically it was like this was a slap in the face for us. This kind of woke us up a little bit. Not that they were, you know, being lackadaisical or that they were taking things off. Or it, was, it wasn't that, but like you just get comfortable. We all do. We're human beings. And Maybe they got a little bit comfortable, and this snapped them out of it. So that's not a bad thing, right? I, I, I got to go with, with Jeff Murphy on this one, though. Okay. You know, QB Jeff. What a stupid question to ask. That, well, of course. You know, and, and, it, and, they're, and you're going to get that, you know. One of the things that I always did, you know, a lot of people know that, that in my teaching career, I, was, I directed plays. And after the shows, I always hid in the press box, you know, I, or the press box, back in the lighting booth. I just didn't want people to come up to me and say, number one, say, oh, that was so great. That was so great. I don't care. I don't care. Go tell the kids. It's not about me. It's about the kids. Okay. And I definitely didn't want somebody to come up to me and go, you know, that one kid missed his line. During, well, you know what? I know. I know. Right, right, I know. right. Yeah. Nobody knows better than D.C. that D.C. lost. Right, you know, so right. what a dumb question. What a dumb question. How does it feel? Oh, it feels great, Jack Wagon. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow, I'm so glad we lost, you numb nut. You know? Yeah, Come yeah. on. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. All right, next up. Okay, so here's – so we talked about coach speak. This is the epitome of player speak. I wanted to play this because we just never feature this guy. Uh, and so I thought, well, let's just – you know, and you don't hear him take the podium very often. So I thought, well, what the heck? Let's and go a guy ahead. that's having an amazing season. Aside from a couple of open field tackles that he probably wants back, you're right. Absolutely. I, yeah, and that's me being nitpicky. One of the most improved current Raiders that we had going into this season, right. I think. Oh, Ab- yeah. Absolutely. We're talking we about trashed him a lot last year. A lot last year. But I think he, just like when we talked to Will and we got Will's feedback on what it was like to play linebacker in Paul Gunther's system, it was a freaking challenge. And it was a challenge for reasons that shouldn't have been. They were right. communication, preparation issues. It, was, it wasn't had anything to do with what they were actually doing on the field. And so, anyway. Corey Littleton, unfortunately, was at the, the focus of a lot of criticism last year. And as Jeff mentioned, he's playing much, much better now. So, I, again, I did want to feature him. But it really don't get a lot from these comments. Maybe you guys do, but I'm curious to hear what you have to think. I just want to guess I could say they just started making plays. In that moment, in, that, in those drives, um, they found times to make plays, and we did it. That's all I can say. 
What made Justin Herbert such a great quarterback to uh, defend, or so, such a difficult quarterback to defend? All right. Um, my guy looks down the field, always keeps his eyes down the field. He has a really good arm. Um, uh, he was a first-round quarterback for a reason. What was the uh, message at halftime? You guys were down, down big when he came back. What was the, what was the resolve like at halftime? Same message as always, keep fighting. Um, we've been down before, and we've always put on a good fight, no different than we did today. Uh, we just didn't get the outcome we wanted. Mosh, you know what I hear a lot of in that is, again, I mentioned it's a lot of players speak. I hear a guy that's really pissed off and doesn't want to say anything. Like, I, do you guys catch that, too? Like I, feel like, I feel like he's not pleased, and that's a good thing. He does, he, first of all, who the NFL has these guys under contract where they have to go and they have to speak and all that. So to do that, you, I mean, that's, that's a pro. You know, you can you can be a Belichick and you can be a whiner sniveler baby about it, or you can step up there and be a man and step there and and say as little as you can to get out of there. You know, yeah, we we played terrible. Yeah, that guy is really good. There's a reason he's a first round draft pick. You know, he's got a cannon for an arm. The, the guys like Baker Mayfield, man, he's he's the next wave. This is this is a good quarterback. I hate that he plays for San Diego. You know, because I hate San Diego. Why couldn't he play for somebody else? You know that we don't see. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Kind of that, and that's you. You know, you and I have talked about Baker. Besides those hilarious commercials, the one with the nachos. You know, yeah, the Halloween. Yeah, yeah. One, but you know, you, you want to root for that guy. You know, and I don't want to root for Herbert because he's with because he's with them. But that guy's that guy's good. You know, yeah, the I guy's, mean, the he, guy's good. He man. is. I still I, I return to that same opinion of I think that the media is selling him way too oh, hard. Oh, don't like, get me like, wrong. Like, yes. when you the, listen the to the announcers Steve, in the game oh and stuff, gosh, I mean, they like, wouldn't shut the f they up about up this shut up about it. And like and like you know, and so that so like I always have a reservation around players that were like I feel like there's another agenda. Like they're driving, they're trying to drive another narrative because what they were trying to take attention away from the Raiders, trying to take away attention from the fact that it's a home game, but. It's not a home game. Like I don't Look, know what it's the purpose the, is. Yeah, I can but, tell you what the purpose uh, is. It's it's the it's the largest, the number one market in the world, L.A. It's the number one market in the world. And when seventy five percent, and they said it multiple times, and they downplayed that that seventy five percent of the fans there were in silver and black. Okay, so they've got to bolster this guy because the NFL it's it's boomer bust with with the Chargers being in Los Angeles. Yeah. They got to make it or break it, you know? And they got 5 billion dollars in that SoFi stadium that you have to go out because when it rains, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get 364 days of of clear weather and the one Monday it rains, oh crap, what do we do? But that's why they're doing it. That's why they're bolstering this guy is because it's got to do something to save football to try to generate- in the number one market in the entire nation. That's a great call out. You know, and they have to do something. They're not going to get it from the Rams. Not well, and you know, well, and you know, the Rams. I think that the fan base is is definitely larger than what appears to be for the uh, for the Chargers. But I think the the point there that is really salient is that I think that you're right. They they're trying to sell a reason for Charger fan or people that are residents of Los Angeles 
to be excited about the Chargers. And that's a really good way to do it that, oh, look at this franchise quarterback. Look at all this greatness. Look at all this things that he's going to do. That's an awesome call out. That's something that I hadn't thought about yet. It's a mark. It's marketing because that's when, and again, to go back to the point, like whenever someone, and this is with anything in media, but especially sports media, if you're trying to sell me something so freaking hard on a thing that why? What there's dollars behind it. There's a reason that they're that everybody is leveraging the same effing opinion, and you nailed it. I think that's it. That they're trying to generate excitement in a market that's deplete of excitement right now around that football team. Absolutely, you know? and, and and so I'm sorry, Jeff. You go next. But SoCal right now, the the that small little group of Charger fans who you know possibly couldn't get behind Philip. You know, they they got that. It's the it's the new Chargers. It's the right, new Bolts. It's, right. it's, they don't need to sell Raider Nation because we're doing that. We're, yeah, we you know, we're, we're there. We're, we're doing that. Yeah. Raider Nation yeah. sells itself. Amen. They don't need to do that. Amen. Yeah. You, no, and and you, you you took my point exactly. You know, it seems like this franchise, the Chargers, they do that all the time. They get this big flashy guy all the time. Oh, this is the next greatest player to ever play the game and stuff. But it's still just mediocrity. Like, cool. This game was probably your Super Bowl Charger fans, so enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, oh, look at this guy, Justin Herbert, we got. Oh, he was an early round draft pick. Oh, he's so good and all that. And before that, it was Philip Rivers. And oh, look at this guy, Ladanian Tomlinson, we have. Oh, he's Well, the he did greatest. kick our ass. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I know your point. Yeah. Well, okay, but how many Super Bowls does he have? Well, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, was, it's just like. All he did was cry, baby, yeah, in the freaking I mean, postseason. You yeah, know, right. the Chargers, I mean, you could. You could say the Chargers every season is, is you can say one one thing. You know, it's just like coming up a little bit short every time, man. Well, and you know what's funny is that like and to that point, so Keenan Allen. All we heard about how great Keenan Allen is, 36 right. yards in the game. And then all right. we heard about all night long, Mike, Mike Williams. Williams. Oh, the matchup. Oh, my oh the matchup. They need to throw it to him because Amik Robertson is on him. Amik Robertson shut his ass down. Uh, That's why they were not throwing it to amen. him. Amen. Our, our man is 5'8 from where is he? Louisiana yep. Tech. Yep. Absolutely. The group of five group school of five guy, guy. And locked Mike Williams down all night long. Yep. How come that's not? But again, th- your point, Mosh, the reason that that's not celebrated is because that doesn't pump up the LA market for the Chargers. Nope. That pumps up the Raiders, who don't need any pumping up. Who don't up. need any pumping up. Yep, yep. That's a great call out there. Great stuff. All right, let's get to a couple more. Uh, so the Raiders, new starting uh, Will Side linebacker, uh, Hunter Renfro, who also <laughs> catches passes sometimes. Let's check in with the guy that can, uh, he can hit you and knock the ball loose. He can run great routes, catch touchdown passes, and do your taxes all at the same time. Hunter? <laughs> but he can't Hunter, push Hunter the button. That move, man. The in and out, uh, you, we've seen you do that a couple weeks now. Uh, talk to us about where you got that move uh, mm-hmm. and how you developed it so well. Yeah, it's just something that you know Gruden came up with, and um, it kind of it's kind of off some things that we do, and uh, you know we we've worked on it, and it, it you know works in practice, so we put it in the game, and and it's worked twice. So you know, hopefully, it'd, it'd be a good play for us going down the stretch. Hunter, when you watch that hit you had, you just about tore that guy in half. Had you played defensive back ever? Yeah, I did in high school. Um, I did, but uh, in the backyard growing up for sure. But, um, you know, we didn't have a guy out there, and I was kind of in between, and I didn't know if I should play the return or go down and, and uh, play the receiver. And so, you know, luckily he took some time to throw the ball and was able to make a play, but um, it was a big stop for us, I guess. I love it. He's so unassuming. That was a big play for us, I guess. Oh, or I don't know, or the most exciting play of the night. Yeah. That was incredible, wasn't uh, it? It was phenomenal. It was it was so good. And 
you know, you, you just got to love this guy. You know, from the beginning, we, we teased about him for the last little bit, you know, about how, oh, he just doesn't look like a ball player. And, of course, Gruden draws up this this three moves in one thing, and nobody wow. executes it it's the way beautiful. he does. And, and they showed the guy from L.A. doing the same move. Did you see that? No, they I showed, didn't catch they that. They showed one. a guy from L.A. doing the same move. Okay. So other, they call it the uh, the the China route, and and it was something that you know he they talked about the origin of it that he had come up with years ago, but nobody does it like our guy. Unbelievable, you know. And then and something too, we talked about it last night, but I want to call it out again here on the main show, is that look, I know the offensive line is catching a lot of heat. Uh, the Derek was under pressure all night long. And I'm not apologizing for the offensive line. But even those Charger supporting announcers called out the fact that you can't give Hunter Renfro that much time to run that route because it takes a while to develop. Right. Well, guess what? The offensive line is doing the whole time that route is developing. They're holding up and protecting Derek Carr. So, like, let's not get caught up in the narrative that all is lost. Like, yes, it wasn't a great performance by the offensive line, but they still did good things last uh, on Monday. It wasn't like they just stunk the whole game through, right? You know what I mean? Like, that play never happens if they don't hold up. So Carr did two things that really impressed me. <clears throat> One was the, was the touchdown pass where he stepped up into the pocket and, and he just wound up and drilled that ball from about eight yards out, right? Threw it hard. That, that was a fastball. That man. was a fastball. He did the same thing because you know he's 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 known for his touches. You know, sure, the, yeah. the loopy touches. Well, his interception. He stepped up into the pocket, and you could just see, and he drilled. It. He threw it on a rope, and it got intercepted. Had he tossed it over what he's normally been doing, but you know, it was we were down to the last few seconds. Yeah. he may have rushed it. That's one he wishes he had back. Right, you know, right. But because because our guy had his man beat, 83 had his man beat. Yes, he did. You know, all he had to do was toss it over, and he was there with those, you know, gigantic long arms oh of his. Gosh. But he didn't, you know. So I appreciated Carr stepping up and showing that he could do that. You Absolutely. know, Herbert wasn't the only guy on the field that can throw a missile. Absolutely. And speaking of uh, of that target, number 83, let's close out our post-game comments and check in with uh, the pound for pound the best Raider on the team, and that's Darren Waller. I guess I get, you know, spiking on their sideline looking back. Uh, uh, geez, but, I, mean, I wasn't doing it directed at anyone. It was just, you know, just kind of a reaction when I got up. But I uh, can't put the team in that kind of situation. Was there any a little something extra on the spike after the touchdown and it have anything to do with the, uh, your Oh, uh, come back? on. There's one of those um, questions you can't. I mean, right? not, not really. It wasn't anything towards, like, uh, any kind of calls or, or refs or anything like that. It was just, you know, emotion just being... You know, we were back in the football game at that point and, uh, you know, just trying to get the team live and just ready to have some fun again. All right, Jeff, I'm going to ask you a question. We didn't talk about this yesterday. Okay. Is this a case of, and I want to hear your opinion on this too, Mosh, is this, okay, look, the rule says you can't spike the ball on the opponent's sideline. The spirit of it is that you don't want balls getting spiked and players taunting each other face-to-face. You don't want that. That's what they're trying to limit. That's not what this was. So is this a case of Darren Waller not being, quote, coached up enough by the Raiders to, hey, be self-aware enough to where you're at? Or is this just a terrible rule in terms of the way that it was enforced? 
I th- I don't think it was a good call. I mean, I, obviously, I I mean, if you're a Raider fan, you hate the call. But uh, but yeah, I don't think it was a good call. I mean, if he was looking back at the players and flexing and doing all that stuff that he did on the touchdown, sure, you could say that. But uh, you know, it it remind it reminded me of what uh, that interview with Cliff Branch. Uh, the first time he scored a touchdown, he he threw it. You know, he spiked the ball or whatever. And uh, I think it was it Madden that said, "Don't ever do that again." Don't do that because, like, they came after him afterwards. So I just oh, thought it was, it was, right, it was right. just you know it was funny, but but as far as that play itself, it was just it was bullshit. You know, it really was. It I mean, really it, was. It, I mean, no, it, it was just the guy gets up and he's excited and he tossed the ball down and it was a little bit of a spike thing or whatever. But I mean, you see people do that all the time, man. You know, just, he just happened to have been on the know? opponent's sideline. Yeah, where he did. And, so. I don't, and I don't know if it was like because it was a uh, on national TV or something like that. So they're going to be a little more ticky tacky with calls like that. You know, I don't know. So my my question to you is is that like in college football you have like the targeting thing right and like we, you know the spirit of eliminating those spears and those direct helmet contact sure. is to eliminate injury here in this case they're trying to eliminate the taunting the face to face types right, I get right. why they're doing it but when you add rules that are subjective isn't that get a little dangerous when you can like when you're leaving it up to what someone's interpretation of what this thing would be that's where it leads to all this controversy no. Okay, so it is a rule, and it's something that needs to be enforced, and I understand the spirit of it. You don't want somebody to get up right in the middle of your bench and slam that down, and what up, you know, and, and all that. He didn't do that. It was, it was a little ticky-tack because he, he, did, he did what they are trying to avoid, but the spirit of how he did it wasn't for the intention. So it was easily read as taunting, but the interpretation was wrong. And and that's what I have to, you know, he, he did he was not just like Swaggy said. He wasn't looking at the bench or a particular player because the guy that missed him was behind him. Yeah, and, he was, at the end zone. and if he was gonna do that, he was gonna look back at him and taunt and slam it. But he didn't do that. He wasn't it it, it was it was a misinterpretation of a rule that probably needs to be in there. You know, absolutely. So I think that's a good, good, good point. And, uh, you know, ultimately it robbed the Raiders of momentum is that, look, we didn't end up converting anyways, uh, you know, on, 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 on that drive, but it just looked momentum. Emotion is so important in football. And, uh, so anyways, it was, it was just kind of a bad thing all the way around, but all right, enough of that damn chargers game. Although we are going to jump into the Joey Bosa comment. Cause that's, I think that's worth kind of exploring a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, let's go ahead and return to some Charles Woodson highlights. I've got a three-parter on this. We're going to take a little bit of a break. Because here's the thing. We're going to listen to uh, Charles Woodson's career as a Raider, part one. Then we're going to have a little interlude when he went and played for that team in the green and gold. And then we're going to go back to where he returned to the Raiders. Uh, before I hit that, though, Swag Jeff, shout out the chat room. I know we've got a lot going on in there. Uh, wh- who do we got in there tonight? Absolutely. Uh, Mark Thompson's in there. Schmucky the Raider Bear. Jack Kenna Chronicles of the Black Hole. Uh, Raider Loco is in there. Paul is in there. Rogue oh? Code is in there. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Trinidad is in there. Uh, Donovan Howard is in there. PSB Sports Rough Cut is in there. Nice. Our bestie Michelle Sweat's in there. Lee B's in there. And we've had a lot of donations come 
come in. I can't scroll all the way up to see comments and stuff like that. But uh, Renegade with a $10 donation, Pirate1975. Uh, Josh Maldonado uh, it, it gave another 20 bucks. Oh, nice. Uh, Ron the Mater Raider came in with a 50 Let's go, uh, Ron! Uh, Tider Raider and Tyrone Graves, both with $10 donations as well. So, uh, And these donations are all going for a chance to win this. If you want to win this signed Charles Woodson Intercept Wine, every $10 donation gives you one poker chip into the entry. This is an amazing thing. We got it in Nashville. There's no COA. But uh, we literally, I mean, we we walked into the liquor store five seconds after Charles Woodson walked out. So, yeah. and, you know, and, and Hosh and I, the very next day, were at the liquor store trying to buy as many as we could. More. Absolutely. With, and with, and we, we got some. And, and, I, and I just want to say this. If you haven't if you haven't thrown in 10 bucks yet for your chance to win, you need to do it. What, we, we've already made the plans. We're opening ours on that at, to celebrate that first Raider post-game win this year. Amen. You know, we're and we're not we're not open. we're not planning on these bottles aging well around here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Let's so, go, so you too can crack yours. All you got to do is throw in ten bucks and 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 get a chip. Hey. Hey, let's do it. Let's go. It's doable. Let's go. And 100% of the money that we raise goes to our foundation, which is the One Nation Foundation. We give that money exclusively to Raiders-related charities. It's a nonprofit we started last year with our good buddy Raider Cody. And to give you an idea where that money goes, uh, we're going to present a check for $4,000 to the Fred Bolitnikoff Foundation later on this month. Here in just, we're coming up on it quick, fellas. Here in just a couple of weeks, uh, we're going to be down in Vegas, and we're going to present that check live. Uh, Of course, our buddy Cody's going to join us down there. We're going to broadcast live. But anyways, every penny that we ever make with Raiders Fan Radio, whether that be for merchandise sales, advertising opportunities, giveaways like this, 100% of that money goes to the One Nation Foundation. So we appreciate your support and just know that it will always go to a good home. Um, All right, let's get to some more of these Charles Woodson highlights. Before we jump into the BOSA comment, let's check in with Charles Woodson's Career as a Raider, Part 1. As the only defensive player to ever win the Heisman Trophy, Charles Woodson entered the NFL with great expectations. He didn't disappoint. In 1998, the fourth overall pick intercepted five passes for the Raiders and was named Defensive Rookie of the Year. Charles Woodson won a flag! Woodson gained Pro Bowl recognition in each of his first four seasons and came up with the interception that led to the first points in Super Bowl 37. All right, so there's kind of the end of part one of, of Woodson's career. And of course, we all know he went on to, to play for the Packers, uh, won a Super Bowl, won a Defensive Player of the Year, uh, had an incredible career over there in, in the green and gold. One, but my favorite thing that Charles ever did when he was a Packer, this is a, such a baller move. Uh, at the time, uh, President Obama was in office, and we all know President Obama is a big Bears fan. So he said that he wasn't going to go watch the Packers play. So Charles Woodson said, that's fine. If he doesn't want to come see us, we'll go see him. Check this. <laughs> the president don't want to come watch us to the Super Bowl. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? We'll go see him. Charles, you're a man of your word. And I've now learned something that every NFL quarterback already knows too well. Don't mess with Charles Woodson. Let's go. In 2013, Woodson returned to where it all began. From what I see, I think we could be the best damn secondary in the league. That's what I believe. And I wouldn't tell you about it believe. But we got to go out there and do this on the field. 
he brought his trademark leadership back to the Oakland Raiders and tied Rod Woodson and Darren Sharper for the most defensive touchdowns in NFL history. Blitzen must have been drinking from the fountain of youth before this game. He's had a good night tonight. Hey, we made a little history right there. That's what it takes, 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah, we made a little history. We made a little history right there. Looks left, throws, end zone. Intercepted by Charles Woodson. At last, he got Peyton Manning. Throws a lob for Demarius Thomas. Intercepted by a flying Charles Woodson. He's got a great deep throwing arm. He's taking a shot for Marco. Intercepted in his 65th of his career. Man, I love hearing all that stuff. You know, those Man. you know, some of those years were pretty lean, you know, when Charles came back. You know, yep. of course we were 0 10 before they won their first game in 2014 in Derek's rookie year. You know, there's and it, you know, he he retired in 2015, right before the 2016 season. Right, it would have right. been nice to have him get that postseason swan song with the Raiders, but uh so exciting the way he came back and at his age then. I mean, he really did drink from the fountain of youth. He was incredible uh, back then, and getting Peyton twice in that game, who he never picked after, you know, of course, kicking off his his his. Pr- no, let me get that. You get it. So, kicking off his his career, playing for Michigan, they that year they win the national championship. He wins the Heisman. He was the only offense defense player, and still the only defensive player primarily defensive player to win the Heisman. You know, I mean, what more? Plus, he's been to the Oval Office to see the president with a Super Bowl ring. What more could he have I'm done? Not right. And then to finally pick Peyton, you know, I mean, come on. Let's go. Come on. He didn't need 2016. 2016 needed oh, him. Tr- uh, oh, oh, my. Dude. Making me tear up over here. That Sorry. Was awesome. Jeez, that was good. I don't want to tag that even. Let's leave that one sit there. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Isn't it? Is it? Is it time? Is it time for another another sample? Is it? Oh, I've been sampling y- my ass off over here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. that bottle's almost gone. Well, I'll tell you what, y'all go ahead and I'll kick us off for this Joey Bosa BS. Um, go ahead, there you go, Swaggo. I'll leave it on the uh, on on your cam there while I kick off what's going on. So. For those of you that missed it, the shot heard around the world uh, in terms of uh, of Raider Nation, and that is Joey Bosa in his post game comments. When um, I when, needed a drink for this, yeah, I know. Yeah, right? that's why I and asked. So and so, this is. I'm just gonna play it, and then you all can just kind of. Oh, uh, come on! Just all right, do with it what you will. All right, where is that? Here we go. Uh, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook, and and you saw on on CC's sack, he was pretty much curling into a ball before we even got back there so um great dude great player he's been having a great year but we know once you get pressure on him he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective with the with the crowded pocket so uh that was that was the key to it all now right. that's now that's <laughs> freaking that pisses me off yes, because that's go, player go. talk right there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You hit somebody and you crowd the pocket and they're not going to be as effective. No shit, dumbass. One hundred percent. Because where are they going to go? Yes. What are they going to do? The pocket collapses. Oh. Okay. The pocket collapses. He can't do nothing. Okay. Okay. 
That's simple. Yeah, what Stupid. Do you want to, what do you want him to do? Stand in the pocket, get blasted, fumble what, the football, yeah, get, get injured? Like, you dumbass. Like, every quarterback does this. Mahomes does it. That's why they lost the Super Bowl. Tom Brady does it. That's why the Giants beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. We're going to hear comments from a lot of media people, but Mosh, you totally nailed it. Like, that's what happens when you hit quarterbacks. And that's and who said the first thing we need to do is we need to go in there and knock the quarterback. That was Al. Remember what Al within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. What year? What year was that? That like was... 68? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a while ago, yeah. 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 Okay, oh, duh. That's the recipe for success for Hello, any defense. Hello, Bosa. What have they, they, they just now teach you that? Well, it's they're they're a little bit late in the charger it, in the charger clubhouse. They just learned that that if you hit a quarterback, you know you might <laughs> you, you you might affect him a little bit. If you collapse the pocket, they can't throw the ball. Yeah, but well, you know what? There's a, there's a strategy. You know what? But it sucks because Derek Carr is going to get criticized no matter what the hell he that's does on that problem. play. That's you know, the problem. And that's you know, and shame on us, Raider Nation, Let's go, for doing Jeff. that yes. because any every quarterback does that. And you know what? Yes, we want him healthy for the whole year. You know, God forbid he goes down like 2016 or something like that. You know, it's just it blows my mind. What's the alternative? So, yes. So a guy hits him under his helmet. He loses the football. The Chargers get the ball back. And then we're still bitching. We're still bitching. Oh, man. Derek Carr can't hold on to the damn football, man. He fumbles again. Yeah, but how many times? He got hit a bunch and held on to the damn ball. Absolutely. That one that the guy where he came, what's his face, came up from behind and smacked him. How did Derek hang on yes, to that? Yes, you know, absolutely. absolutely. I've always hated Joey Bosa. God, Joey he's Bosa's such a an dick, idiot. man. All, all of the Bosa he's family, such a they're dick, they man. All Those are. Ohio State assholes. Yeah, man, I'm with Easy. you. <laughs> Family Aaron, show. The, Aaron the Aaron the Q Dog Raider is with me on uh, that. One. Uh, those opinions expressed by Swag Jeff and those uh, 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 towards <laughs> the Ohio State the, University. It is, is the not, opinion <laughs> of Raiders fan radio. <laughs> those <laughs> opinions by expressed by Swag Jeff are brought to you by, brought to you by Woodson's, Woodson's Reserves. Well, 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 anybody that's a Michigan Charles Woodson fan is right with you, Swag Jeff. I promise you that. Grief, but here's man. but yeah, absolutely. The notion behind it is silly. Like, look, it's a smart play. Look, you've got to know. Look. Derek is recognizing I'm beat on this one. I'm going to live for the next one. And the question is toughness. Let me learn, let me run you down just a couple things here, Joey Bosa, you moron. The guy came back from a broken finger in the same game. Right. He came back from a broken back. I don't even remember how many games it was, but he literally came back to play with a broken back. And then, oh yeah, he snapped his leg, and that's the only reason that he missed the postseason. Like this whole idea that Derek Carr isn't tough or lacks toughness because he decides to like. Yeah. He's not giving up. On a play, you want to talk? He's he's what he's doing is that he's like, okay, this one didn't work. I'm gonna I'm gonna give up this battle because I want to win the war. Absolutely, and you know what? And that's what you're coached to do. It's what you're told to do. Every freaking quarterback. Here's a question for you, Joey Bosa. Why do quarterbacks slide? Do they lack toughness, <laughs> or is it because they don't want to get their block knocked off and they take advantage of the rule that allows them to slide to live to fight in the next play? It's so stupid. It's the same thing. Hey, Joey Bosa. Oh. Hey, Joey Bosa, don't talk about toughness. Why don't you make it through a full season without oh, being hurt, you jackass? Oh, you know what I mean? Go. You know what I mean? Aw, you hurt again? Aw. 
Just another season for you, buddy. Give it to him, Swaggy. Yeah, that's awesome. Enjoy your nine games this season that you're going to play. <laughs> Dummy. He's halfway through. He's, he's about done. Yeah, he's about done. He's about done. He's about done. All right, so look, it's one thing Big to get, like, bastard. and I love the uh, the energy from you guys on this. This is awesome. So look, it's one thing for three impassioned Raider fans to sit here and scream about it, about what an obnoxious and dumb comment this is. But look. I'm going to go to the NFL Network, uh, and we're going to check in with uh, Jim Trotter. Now, Jim Trotter is a guy who, you want to talk about someone who should be a Charger honk? This guy was a, was a Chargers beat writer for eight years before coming on to, to wow. the NFL Network. And Trotter is not a guy that messes. Like, he's pretty much, like, you know, very almost looks like he's aggravated all the time like he's very like concerned like you just see that look on his face i love jim trotter he's great and look and again this is somebody that should have a slanted opinion to the chargers but doesn't and listen to what he has to say about joey bosa yeah i want to talk to joey bosa here and say this you were way out of line with your comments on Derek carr last night if he was as bad or as cowardly as you intimated why was he 9 of 10 for 76 yards and two touchdown passes on, in the bro. third quarter behind a line that couldn't protect him? Look, even if what you were saying was true, and it is not, why would you say it about a member of your NFL fraternity? You're better than that, Joey. I love it. You know what, is he you know what, that, you know what that felt like to me? Son, I'm really disappointed in you. You know what I mean? Like yes. That's that kind of commentary where yes. it's like, dude, be better. Like don't don't Seriously. do that. Be better. Be a pro. Um, love it's it. Kind of like kind of like what happened uh, with the uh, with the Harbaugh situation the day before. Getting where they, where they they the 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 ball was intercepted in the uh, oh, in the oh, end zone. Oh, 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 oh about them you running. Know? That's yeah. You you know yeah. Ah, and 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 I can go. I can see it from a coach's perspective, and I can also see it from. You don't step on the third base line. You don't, you know, there's things you just don't do, you know, and that's when, and Bosa stepped over the line. He stepped over the line. He stepped over the he line. stepped over the line. All right, so uh, look, this is this shows you, like, literally what an egregious type thing this is. First off, I love Derek's response today. Derek's like, yeah, that, that kind of made me mad. Like, he's like, that, you know what I mean? He got mad about it, and that's what you want. And hopefully this will be pinned mm. on every Raider this is every, locker every, room this fodder is bold, for sure. Absolutely. Put this on the bulletin board up there with the Chargers just one baby Twitter oh, post. Oh, dude. Look, I'm telling you, they are taking shots at us. And guess what? We'll see you some of the bitches in freaking January. And we're going to write this ship. And uh, look, but you and, know, but we we talked about it and we just said it again. This is their Super Bowl, man. That's yeah. yeah you think they're going to make a playoff run? Please, Give me a break, bro. So, you know, but to, uh, to to go further, so we don't feature Shannon Sharp on the show hardly ever. Yeah, because we hate Shannon Sharp. Well, because he's, you know, a Bronco <laughs> and a Raven, and, and, and it's a part of that, like, sensationalist, you know, media and all that. But, you know, someone hipped us to this clip, and, uh, and after listening to it, uh, this is, like, very un-Shannon Sharp-like commentary, and I thought it was fantastic. So, mm -hmm. you know, anytime, look, we're, we we criticize media a lot around here, but whenever they come off with something that's legit, like, we want to celebrate that, too. Like, we want to celebrate uh, with the, the reason that can happen once in a while. Turn the speaker on. I got to pee. I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> Derek Carr isn't different than any other quarterback. I don't know right how far yeah. Joey Bosa goes back, but just go look at what the Giants did to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Look at what the uh, Legion of Boom did to Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. If you want to beat the court, if you want to be the team that has an elite quarterback, pressure him, hit him in his mouth, and see what happens. Skip, we see Tom Brady now. Is that Tom Brady sees he's going to get sacked? He, he drops. 
Peyton Manning would drop because I'm going to avoid the big hit. I'm not going to let you put no big hit. Guys looking down the barrel of the gun like they used to say, Skip, there's too, there's too great a risk in that. So guys say, you know what? I'm going to live to fight another day. I saw a guy, team get down 21 nothing. He comes out of the half, goes on a six-minute drive, get it to 21-7. They stop him, get the ball back, goes 21-14. Does that look like a guy that curled in the ball to me? Come on. Ah, it sounds like go. Joey Bosa sounds like a guy that's not used to winning in the NFL. That's what it sounds like to me. Because those are things no. that you say when you win and you haven't won a lot. You won. Accept that. You guys did a great job. But to say Derek Carr is unlike any other quarterback that once you pressure him and you keep pressuring him and you keep pounding him, all of a sudden he's just going to keep standing and keep standing. That's what they say. Al Davis coined it, said it best, Skip. The quarterback must go down and he must go down hard within the first, the first couple I'll, of series. I'll want him to go down <laughs> exactly, exactly. But now, Skip, guys are like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to take that big shot. I'm not going to take the shot that could possibly put me out, not only for this game, for an extended period of time. I saw a guy that battled and battled and battled. The Chargers were the better team last night, and they won. Give the Chargers credit, but this notion that Derek Carr is unlike any other quarterback, that every other quarterback, if he faces relentless pressure, is going to stand there, that's not happening. How do you beat Patrick Mahomes? They pressured him. How do you beat Tom Brady? You pressure him. That's how. That's always been the case, be it Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning, or Derek Carr, anyone else. Ain't nothing new under Joey the sun, Joey Bosa, your team was the better team last night. You guys won. But I'm not subscribing to this thing that all of a sudden Derek Carr folded up his tent and ran away. Come on, Shannon. Now, maybe he saw something different because he had a lot better vantage point than I did. But looking at it from my television, I didn't see a guy that quit. I saw a guy that battled and battled and battled to the end, but they lost to the better team last night. So good, right? Yes. So good. So I want to want to give uh, Shannon Sharp much props there. Again, former Bronco, former Raven, someone that uh, does not have the Raiders back very often, but he definitely has DCs back in this one. So uh, so thank thanks to him well, for that. Well, it's it's the football fraternity, exactly what we were talking oh, about. And right, as a coach, right. you're saying to yourselves, you know, I, I would I would much rather have a guy go out on a limb and get do something stupid, get political, get whatever, whatever, then then to cross that line of, you know, going against the football fraternity. Yes. You know, it's, yes. there's just things you just don't do. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Great, great Well, they point don't to... teach that at Ohio State. Oh, geez. There he goes with the Ohio State. The, and, yeah, and they don't teach that in San Diego or L.A. or wherever that is. <laughs> They don't teach that. Keep it classy, San Diego. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So, all right. I got one more for you. One more for you on this <laughs> this whole Derek Carr thing. All right. Okay. So, so uh, for those of you that are, uh, you know, often listeners to this show and, and are consumers of many uh, Raiders created Many country. shots. Well, oh. Mosh, Mosh over there. You got another one over there? It's empty. <laughs> what happened here? Mosh's over there killing it. All right. So uh, <laughs> I love this show. This is the best one show we've ever done. So, uh, so uh, I like brown liquor. <laughs> yeah, you do. Or this one. Yeah, you do. You love that Woodson whiskey. So, um, so our, our buddy Raider Cody. Okay, so if you're a Raider content consumer, uh, everybody knows who Cody is. Uh, probably the most high-profile Raiders fan content creator there is. Truth. Uh, a good friend of ours. We love Cody. And so it's also no mystery that him and DC come from the same part of the world, him and the whole car family. Yeah. And they're friendly. Like that, you know what I mean? Like they're, they all know each other and interact, and Carr's been on Cody's show. Right, and right, like All right. that kind of stuff. All right. So I thought, well, listen, let's go to Cody and get his 
feeling about this whole Derek Carr thing. You know, look, it's it's a highly controversial, um, high-profile topic, so no one better to comment it than our good friend Raider Cody. So I checked in with Cody, and here's what he had to say. You guys can point the finger at him, and if you do that, it's really unfair. It's really unfair. <laughs> it's my team. It's my quarterback. <laughs> if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. We lost as a team. We lost as a team, man. All right, thank you, Raider Cody. <laughs> Well said. Cody's going to kill us. <laughs> I, did, I did text Cody before the show. I texted him oh last gosh. night as I was putting the show together, and I said, just be prepared. I'm going to take a big shot at you for, on the show. Uh, Anyways, everybody knows we love Raider Cody. All right, let's get to... Uh, but, but that was so true, though. <laughs> it really that was. That was so true, though. <laughs> it's my team. <laughs> it's my I, quarterback. I need that as a soundbite over here. If you guys do that, man, it's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I want Raider Cody to send a video of him oh doing that. Oh my gosh, that's a bad Oh, that needs to be a Cody TikTok. Oh, 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 oh dude. Yes, that would get all the views. All right. I'm on a roll. I need to drink whiskey every yeah, week. Yeah, keep keep it keep it flowing there, Mosh. All right, next up, uh, let's get to a <laughs> let's get to some more of these uh, Charles Woodson clips. Uh let's, hey, before you do that, okay. Before you do that, do, I, yeah, I wanna I, it, I wanna shout out some folks in the chat here. Um uh, Daniel Megas, uh, twenty dollar donation oh, to the One Nation Daniel Foundation. Come on, Daniel. Uh, Mike Kraut, a ten dollar donation. Mike Kraut, and thank uh, you. and Big Bass Raider has uh, has entered the chat oh, and, no. uh, with a forty dollar donation Let's to go. the One Nation Foundation. So if you want to get into the mix to win this signed Charles Woodson intercept wine signed here in Nashville. Uh, Every ten dollar donation gives you one poker chip, man. We uh, so far we've got eleven people that have donated. Uh, we're over. I mean, we're over a couple hundred bucks. So uh, let's keep it Beautiful. going, man. Beautiful. It's to a good cause, man. Absolutely, hey, all that money goes to One Nation Foundation. Swaggo, you said uh, you mentioned Mike Kraut, and Mike said that uh, he said Raiders. I've been watching. Uh, I've been a fan for your show for about three years. Oh, cool. Uh, but I've been a Raider fan for 30 years. Right and this on, is the man. first time we've heard from him. So welcome, Mike. Welcome. And uh, yeah, Thanks right for on. taking Thank time you. off of playing center field for the Angels. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's Mike Trout. Oh, my bad, my bad. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, Mike Trout. Thank you, man. Appreciate that support, uh, of course. And everybody that's that's uh, donated tonight, uh, like I said, that money will go to the One Nation Foundation, and we appreciate you very much. All right, let's uh, – we got uh, two more Woodson clips to get to, uh, and here's the first one. This is cool because what are we all? Raider fans, so let's hear Charles Woodson talk about a Raider fan. Every fan base, they're unique to, to their team, but you know, Oakland, man, it, it, it seems like it drives a little deeper. You know, I Come think on. if you're, when you're around Oakland fans, you're in the stadium, um, or you're out, you know, at Walmart or wherever you're at, man, it just seems like it drives a little deeper. And, uh, you, know, they, they, you know, the Raiders fans, certainly love their team um and it's gonna be hard it's gonna be a hard day you know for a lot of fans that, that are here in the bay area and are used to going to that conference but special fans it was always fun to run out there on sundays you know when i was when i was first here you know we used to run to the black hole and then run from there uh they changed it up to run the tunnel but you know standing in front of the black hole you know and to have 
the fans being inside the stadium, the, the amount of you know anticipation and, and, and the energy that that would give you before you ran out and played, man, was second to none. So, you know, that's that's going to be something that's going to be missed. I love that, man. Love his comments about Raider Nation. That's and that's one of the things that makes Charles so special is that what he is, uh, what he does for the fans, man. How he continually interacts and again represents Raider Nation. All right, um. Before we get to the last Woodson comment, let's go ahead and touch just a little bit on this Bears game. Swag Jeff and I talked about it yesterday. Check on the podcast feed. It's the RFR rundown. We kind of talk about the, you know, what the Raiders are looking at. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're going up against Khalil Mack. Uh, we've kind of exercised that demon already once. Uh, but, but look, he's still one of the best pass rushers in the game. Yep. Robert Quinn is playing fantastic. So we know we're going to have to deal with the Raiders, or excuse me, with the Bears pass rushers. And they've rush. officially named uh, Justin Fields the quarterback. There you go. So they, the, so they've officially sat uh, the Red Rocket on the bench. All right. So that the perfect segue there, Swag. And, because I want to ask you, Uncle Mosh, um, since Jeff and I kind of already gave our, our feeling on it, um, tell me about you know when you look at coaches and a veteran coach, especially somebody like John Gruden, shouldn't they be successful game planning against a rookie quarterback? Because regardless of how good that rookie may be, he's a rookie. They're going to get happy feet. They're going to get excited. They're going to misread defenses, right? All that stuff. Talk about that, the importance of that, and how effective Gruden should or shouldn't be at game planning for Justin Fields. You mean like, kind of like Monday night? Well, Herbert's second year guy. I mean, <laughs> right, right, right. But you know what I mean. But like, you look, you look at like Belichick and his track record. Like, he's notorious for like destroying rookie quarterbacks. I would hope and think that Gruden is capable of the same kind of thing. Okay, so I think that it goes without saying that that any team. The reason we play the game is because any team on any given day can win. There's no doubt in my mind that Gruden did all of his due diligence going into San Diego, and we got beat. We just got beat. Things just didn't, they just didn't flow our way. Things just didn't happen. So, yes, he's going to do his due diligence. You know, last year when we played KC, the first time when we beat him, the second time we thought we were going to beat him again, but everybody knows it's hard to beat a team two times in one year. Okay? So, no matter what, he's going to do what he has to do to plan for this. He's going to he's going to watch his films. He's going to watch he's going to watch everything that this guy does and he's going to bring it to his defense and he's going to say if he's going here look for the pass this way or he's going to check down here or he's going to do whatever he's going to do. He's going to prep his guys to do it. Whether they execute the plan or not, that's that's to be right, seen. Right, right. You know, so yeah. to to answer your question, yeah, he's going to scheme for this rookie. You bet he is. You bet he is the same way that when when uh, we, we, when they when they have when you have rookies in the in the secondary and you throw to them, you know uh, everybody kept saying, "Well, how come how come Carr's not throwing the waller anymore? How come Carr's not throwing the waller?" Anymore? Well, you know it's 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 different than it was that first game because yeah, they're keying you know? on him, right? Yeah, so they're they're keying on him. So you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna scheme for that, but. I hope ex- execution is, gonna, they, is, is here to tell later. They should light him up, uh, and, and I certainly hope that they do. Jeff, you know, you've taken quite a few shots tonight already at Ohio State. But, like, seriously, like, and I know that, like, just like the wheel has no memory, it doesn't mean just because one player is unsuccessful, the next one uh, isn't going to automatically be unsuccessful too. But, like, 
Terrell Pryor, Dwayne Haskins. Like we see Ohio State quarterbacks all the time that really don't do anything fantastic at the pro level. Yeah, I'm I'm not ever impressed with an Ohio State quarterback. Like when was uh, the last really good one? I can't even think of one. Yeah, I don't think head. there ever has been. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> what I want to talk what I want to talk about is uh, is what we were talking about. We were talking about Gruden and scheming for sure, for, ju- right. for Justin Fields. I'm going to tell you this game is going to be John Gruden versus Matt Nagy. That's oh, what it's going to be. Well, we'll win that battle, or should. Truth. Matt Nagy is not a great football coach. Matt Nagy is not a good coach, and he's he he I, he's not going to get his team ready. You know, I, you know. Yes, did they win last week? Awesome, good for you. Congratulations, man. You know, just a weird because yeah, Robert oh, Quinn had a strip sack to close the game. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. But uh, he's 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 not ready to to coach against John Gruden. Yeah. Gruden's going to get these guys ready. Especially everyone's going to be pissed off. I'm going to tell you, man. I really think they're going to be posting all those Twitter things that that the Chargers have done. I hope so. They're going to be mad as hell, and they're going to be ready to come out and play. And I think it, we might see the first blowout of the year. That, that you know would, what I mean? Because it because we've kept it close and we've come back and won after being down. Every game this season, you know, yes, we came up short on Monday night, but we've been down every single game and we're a second half team. If we can, if we can keep the game close or be, or have a lead going into this, going into the second half, it's going to be a blowout. So, it's just going to be a blowout. So it's funny you said this. So I've got like, some numbers here and it's, and it's crazy. Like when you consider the first quarter, the Raiders scoring leaders in 2021 in the first quarter, the screen, <laughs> you may want to take a guess at who it is. The first quarter of the game, who our scoring leader is. Do we have one? Daniel the- Carlson. Oh, yeah. No with kidding. Three points. Uh-huh. You know who's number two? Casey Hayward with two because he got the safety. <laughs> there you go. Unbelievable, right? So great point is that if the Raiders start off whatever, like mediocre. Like just to start putting some points up on the board in the first quarter, then it shouldn't be that that tall of a task. And I think that you know we focused on John, but really Gus Bradley, like that's the guy that's got a scheme really for for Justin Fields. And I think that 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 defense that he runs is going to be able to handle. Business. So Justin Fields is ranked as the number one quarterback to ever come out of Ohio State. Really, no followed kidding. Followed by Troy Smith. Oh wow! Here's here's some names that yeah you'll hear. Okay, not as as elite by any means. J T Barrett. Braxton Snooze. Miller, Snooze, Terrell Pryor, Dwayne Haskins, Craig Krenzel. Oh my gosh. Joe Ger- Germain. Yeah, I remember him. Cardell Jones. Oh, yeah, Cardell Art Jones. Schlichter. Okay, Art Schleister. Schleister. That you know what's funny? That's probably the best one. And he's the guy that got lost into drug addiction and gambling. And like, like lost his career. Thankfully, recovered and is at a, a you know a positive way. His life has turned out post football. But like, he was like the golden boy of football, like in the seventies or something. He was. Yeah. I he watched was an NFL to eighty one. There you go. I watched a thing yeah. on NFL films about him about Arch Leister. I love that. Like, yeah, number, that's a great one, Mosh. Number four on that list was Braxton Miller, and I think he's a wide receiver. He played now. wide receiver. He, yeah, he, wasn't, yeah. Even he a, wasn't even a good quarterback. Yeah. He, he came in as a quarterback, and they were like, "Nah, you're not good." Go. Well, catch that's the what ball. happened to Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor came in as a quarterback and then ultimately ended up playing wide receiver exactly. so like uh, that's yeah. again like the past is not necessarily you know precedent for what's going to happen in the future but look the track record is not so hot and we can only look at the future through the analog of the past and that's the you know, there you go yeah all right let's move on all right let's get to uh so we, 
yeah, let's beat the Bears and reclaim the narrative. That's the way I'm going into this thing. That's 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 yes. that's the stamp I want to put on it. 100%. Right now, we have lost the narrative of the season. It's now running with the media and Joey Bosa. Everyone's and going bananas. Everyone's going crazy. So if we beat the Bears, we're 4-1. and one. We've re- And especially Swaggo, if it's like what you're talking about, if it's a command performance, if it's a 2-3 score kind of win, yes. now all of a sudden we've reclaimed the narrative and then we can get this thing back on track a- again. And abs- that's important, not just for us, but for the Raiders, right? It's important for the Raiders first and foremost. You know, yes, let's get back on track. Let's get the job done. Let's get a dub. Let's go to four and one. And yes, and it will calm all of us down because everyone's going nuts right now. Everyone's going crazy. Oh my I, gosh, I, here we go again. Do you think this, so? Do you really think yeah, so? Yeah, I, I do. Really, yeah, I do too. I really uh, do. I do too because here's the thing, Mosh. You're not on the socials. No, here's the thing. I yeah, try. That's right. <laughs> it's not good. Well, it's not pretty right now. Well, here's, and I'll give you a prime example. So Vinny Bond Sr., who's one of those beat writers for the Raiders, Yes. Lives in Las Vegas. He's been covering the team for two years. Okay. Mosh, he came out last week and he was like, I don't understand why fans can't turn the page. Why is this team being compared to 2018 and 2019? Why, Come hold on. on. Well, hold on. So he, that was what his, his big statement was. The response to that was, well, Vinny, this is your job. And it's understandable that when you're thinking with your head, just straight looking at it from a, from a, a an objective perspective, you can look at it like that, and it's a fair point what he's trying to say. The, the challenge for that is that, in my case, I'm dealing with 48 years of Raider fandom flowing through me. I can't not use the past as a reference to what the Raiders are. We've had this conversation before, I think even just, just last week, about how when you've been dinged up a certain amount of times, it's really hard when you go into a game like Monday night that's on the biggest of stage and we shit the bed that's really hard to not be discouraged because of what's happened in the past. I know the wheel doesn't have a memory and I'm not getting fixated on the idea that like, oh, there we go, season's lost. I'm not that guy. But but it, it, it's just, it's hard to say like, well, we've, we've seen this happen before and we know what it looks like in the end and it's not pretty. So I, I, so I push back on guys like that and he's not the only one. He was just the one front and center that kind of came out with that opinion. So my response to that would be Raider fans, Raider fans don't jump ship. That we, no, we're, not. we're not the type of fans that are going to say, oh, well, you know, you talk to a lot of other people. Well, who, who's your favorite team? Well, I, I really love KC, but I also like, you know, I also like the Cardinals and I also like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the Jets. And I, you know, and I got five different kinds of jerseys hanging up. You know, it looks like a damn rainbow in their closet. You know, we're silver and black. The end. You know, the end. And we're going to complain, but we're not going to jump ship. And I think that's the difference. Okay. And, you know, we're, we're, and, and I think that's what gives us the right to complain. You know, you, people can talk about you all they want, okay, and then they're going to have to fight me. <laughs> you know, right. but I can, you know, I can talk about you and I can talk about Swaggy because I'm your people, but nobody else better nobody do else it. That's right. So that's the thing about the Raiders. You know, yeah, we can be, we can be mad at our team. Yeah, we lost, we lost a stinker, you know, we really did, but it, it's, the fourth game of a 17-game season. Right. We ain't jumping right. ship. We ain't pulling out our Jets jerseys. No, you know? it never will. And that's the thing is that I think that's an important point is that 
we can be critical and not waver in fandom. It's not exactly. like this silver and black heart doesn't change. I don't care if we're 0 and 10. Truth. Like in Derek's rookie year. We'll or be we're there 10 next and 0. year. Exactly. This, this thing does not change. So I go ahead and close this out here and then let's get to uh, see a fans. You know, I, I think I think it's it's important to say that, <laughs> you know, people are talking about uh, people are talking about 20 or 2018, 2019. Oh, people are freaking out. Oh, we're going to right back to that. We're going to compare this season to that. But we don't have the same people that we did in 2018 and 2019. Not even close. You know, I mean, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna hold my ground and say that Gus Bradley is a huge difference to this Absolutely. coaching staff. Absolutely, you know, he's our I mean, MVP so far. He's our MVP so far. You you think a guy like that is gonna roll over and say, okay, team, you know, hey, we had a good run, man. Ah, uh, let's just try to get through the season. No, he's <laughs> gonna get the defense ready, and Max Crosby is gonna unleash a beatdown on the char or, or on the Bears and, oh, and Yannick Ngakwe and stuff like that, man. It's it's gonna be ready. He's gonna get the boys ready. They're gonna be pissed off as hell. They're gonna, they're gonna be ready to roll. I can't wait to see. I can't wait. So I got I got two things from the uh, I got two things from the chat. That right, I need shout to, them out that I need to that I need to tell uh, our folks. Tyrone Graves, who who you know we're going to celebrate a little bit later on, says, "Damn right, we go down with the ship and then we start fighting the sharks." Oh, nice, like and, it. And, you know, and, and it's and it's true. Uh, uh, Ron the Materator says, "I have to admit, after the game, I pulled out my Mahomes jersey." I needed some toilet paper. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. There you go. And I want to awesome. highlight. And I want to highlight another. Oh uh, one gosh. of our, one of our best friends. Look at that right uh, there. Uh, one of our best friends of the show and in real life, Michelle Sweat. Michelle. Fifty dollar donation to the One Nation Foundation says, "I know. I, I know. I already have one, but I need a drink uh, and one to save. Oh, one, go to, one, to, one to stock and one to rock, as they say. Uh, there you go. I love it. There man. you go. Right on, Michelle. Thank, Thank you, you Michelle. so very, very much. So, one hundred percent of that money, y'all. If you don't know, it goes to our foundation the one nation foundation we give that exclusively to raiders related charities and uh we, we started that nonprofit last year when we realized we could actually make money with this, this silly little show that we do in our in my bonus room where we rant and rave about the raiders but uh we love you raider nation that's why we do it we have the absolute best chat room in the best community and all of raider nation and thank you so very very much is incredibly kind um all right before we get into the final segment of the show which is the sea of fans mailbag where we hear from you raider nation uh we're gonna play one more woodson clip and you know I had to close out this kind of like the Woodson segments with, of course, his final speech at the home, at, or excuse me, his speech at his final home game in Oakland where he addresses the crowd. And, you know, again, if, if you got a silver and black heart, then this gives you goosebumps. It's on. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders fans, can y'all hear me? Hey, just one time, I need it. Raiders! 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 Hey, hey, listen. Listen, man, it's, uh, it's been a joy for me to come back and play here for a second time around. You guys welcome me back with open arms as if I never left. But I just want you to know how much that means to me, means to my family, my two boys. Man, it, it's been great. Though this is my last game in the Coliseum, just know that I'll never leave you. Go Raiders. 
Oh my gosh. Let's go. Salute. I'll never leave you, man. That's that's it's he couldn't he couldn't have said it better. Uh, all right, let's get into the Sea of Fans mailbag. This is where we hear from you, Raider Nation. Uh, that is uh, more of you and less of us is a good thing. We're going to hear your emails because you can email the show at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. That incredibly inventive address is show, S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or you can uh, call us 24-7-909-345-3346. So, Uncle Mosh, let's go ahead and jump into the Sea of Fans mailbag. All right, so something really, really fun that we do around here with your emails and, uh, and voicemails is that uh, if you call us and leave a message three times and it gets played on the air, then we refer to you as a made man or a made woman. It means that you're like an ex- you know, exclusive member of the family, right? And uh, you can also email us an indefinite amount of times to get made. And uh, there's my, that's my new tattoo is the, uh, the, the get made tattoo. Nice. You can read it there. But uh, yeah, we want, we want you to get made here in Raiders Fan Radio. So please participate as much as you can. Uh, of course, we love to see all the activity in in the chat and uh, you know so there's a guy mosh and swag that's been really active with our show lately and not only is he active but now we see that his wife is becoming active in the show so we would love her to be uh the would be the fourth made woman here on raiders fan radio but uh but for tonight we want to give much respect and we want to celebrate and congratulate newest made man here and raiders fan radio for his incredible emails that he has sent in fact he won our sizzler award which is the best uh email or phone caller of the night and he is constantly in the chat and so much much respect to tyrone graves congratulations you are the newest made man here in raiders fan radio you are a made man you showed you are part of the family by participation by chance a man like yourself should make enemies then they would become my enemies Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. It's always good to have a new member of the crew, Uncle Mosh. Mm-hmm. Salute, Tyrone. Hey, if you liked hearing Tyrone tonight get made, hit the like button. Come hit on now. Likes. Hey, before you get to this email, buddy, uh, I'm going to go back to the bar. Oh, oh, I'm going okay. to the bar because we're not just going to sip Woodson whiskey tonight. I'm we're gonna make, not. I'm, I'm going to make you a Woodson old fashioned. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, are you going to go play bartender yeah, at the bar? We're going to get a little fancy in here tonight. man. So for Why those not? of you that are on the audio podcast, there is a bar right behind Uncle Mosh. And so uh, while we're on Uncle Mosh's cam there while he's reading yes. emails, Swag Jeff will be back there uh, 
uh, turning up some I'll whiskey. I'll try not man, to make it too strong, it. but I've got I've caught a buzz, and so <laughs> <laughs> the drinks get stronger at All that right, point. Well, I scooted over to the All left right, a little go. bit, Love and uh, you'll be able to uh, see me in the corner and see Swaggy doing his best. Oh, and Tyrone Graves throws in ten bucks, one-time Sizzler, and new made man Raiders. Raiders. Good Welcome job. Welcome to the crew, Tyrone. Appreciate you, my friend. All right, so here we go. Howdy, boys. JJ Raider 26 here. I just thought I would chime in today to give a few thoughts on the game and the team. Yes, the game sucked. Let's be honest. The Chargers played a hell of a game and it hit us in the mouth. Now we can all get pissed about it and start clamoring for heads to roll, but that's just not a realistic way to view this. We all knew that our boys weren't going to go 17-0. Personally, I'm still pretty pumped at the 3-1 and start, and I don't think that the sky is falling. Here's my personal, non-professional take on the game. We lost the game because our O-line is atrocious. Plain and simple. We can sit and pick apart many different facets of the game, an overturned spot on the ball, the missed field goal, etc. But to me, the O-line is the main domino that starts everything tumbling in the wrong direction. When you can't get 50 total yards rushing, it's pathetic. When the Chargers' D-line is in the backfield all night long, whispering sweet nothings in Carr's ear hole, it's going to be a long night. When you can't get a first down on your first four possessions, that can't happen. Now, one of the stupidest things I hear NFL players, coaches, and analysts say is, it's a simple game. Throw the ball, catch the ball, and tackle the other team. I call total BS on this. Getting 11 grown men to all perform in symmetry, overpower the opposition, and simultaneously try to confuse those 11 men on the other side of the line of scrimmage is incredibly complicated. And if one player goes down, the domino effect complicates it even further. Case in point, the Raiders' O-line. We are all pretty peeved about how they have played. Andre James has been awful despite the feeling that he would be serviceable this year. But we also need to consider that his two bookends are also brand new and are backups. I have a feeling that if Andre looked left and saw Big Richie Incognito and then looked right and saw Denzel, that it would be quite a different story. A couple of solid vets bringing a new center along is a huge difference. Not to mention the same thing with Leatherwood. A vet like Good would make a world of difference instead of the turnstile that we've seen at right guard so far. I don't even know some of these guys' names. At one point, Carr got sacked by a bull rush over the right guard, and I exclaimed, Who the hell is Simmons? (laughs) (coughs) He was the guard that gave up the sack. I say all of this not to make excuses, but to look at the situation with a little more balance. Speaking of balance, are we ever going to see the offense in the first half? Listen. Starting out slow, taking your time while you're feeling out the other side, and then finishing strong is exactly what my wife wants in the bedroom. But it's the last thing that you want in the NFL. It's so weird to be griping (laughs) about the offense and wondering when they're going to help the defense. I was pleased with the defense for the most part. They stopped Herbert and company several times in the first half, only to have the offense go three and out. You just can't live that way and survive. Why not light a stick of dynamite and see how far the fuse can burn down before you chuck it? The Raiders have tried this four games in a row now, and today they will be wiping their backside with their non-dominant hand. Look, (laughs) 
We're, <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> Look, we're just going to have to be patient with the growing pains of this offensive line. It's going to take some time, and Mayak will probably do some maneuvering next offseason. Despite this, I love this team. Let's go. I don't think there's too much difference amongst all the teams in the AFC West. It's going to be a dogfight to the finish. The Raiders showed true heart Monday night. They actually had the ball and were driving to tie the game after falling behind 21 to nothing to a strong team. Let that marinate for a minute. We all know what would have happened in years past. This team is different. This team is really good. They feel a lot like the Browns of last year. Really good, but not quite a finished product. I can't wait to excuse me. I can't wait to see how the rest of the year goes. This team is fun. Enjoy the fun, nation. Enjoy the roller coaster ride. JJ Raider 26. P.S. Those loud shotgun like pops that you hear are the sound of all the national media cracking their legs as they jump off the bandwagon. <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> Let's go. Nice, nice job, man. Nice job. Uh, what, what a great email there. And uh, yeah, appreciate that sentiment for sure, man. Here co- there goes the bandwagon. Like, yep. Let's flush yep. them out now. We don't need you. Yep. Ugh. Okay. Hey, salute. And try, try your Woodson Old Fashioned, pal. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. Okay. Woodson. Suit, old, suit, okay. So suit. what am I drinking, Hefe? Tell them what I'm drinking. It's an Old Fashioned, buddy. Okay, which means? Which means what? It is uh, Woodson whiskey, a little simple syrup, some bitters, and uh, a dash of water, and some uh, and, and a uh, orange peel. Nice. Well, uh, and and to answer Michelle Sweat's question, was Swaggy a bartender in the past life? He was not, but Murph was. Yeah, for a long, long time. For a long time. Long, long All right, time. here we go. All right. So as you're enjoying that, I also want to JJ uh, Raider 26, and they're also made made mention of like how fun this team is. The Risk Raiders team is a freaking blast to watch, man. They're absolutely fun. You like that, Mosh, huh? Mm-hmm. That yeah, he liked it. <laughs> he took a second look. Yeah. Hey, before we get onto the emails, mm. I do want to uh, mm. shout out. Uh, our boy Mike Kraut. <laughs> you like that one? That's good. Our That's boy good. Mike Kraut in the chat. Oh my gosh, he just brought who thunder, says dude. who says Raiders? Uh, cheers to what you and you guys do to the nation and for the One Nation Foundation. One hundred dollar donation Let's to go. the One Nation Foundation. Let's go! Beautiful. Let's go! Hey, yes. cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. Absolutely. And I thank Salud. you. I think there Salud. was thank another you. one before that, right, Swags? Uh, there was a Tyrone Graves who, uh, who yeah, won, I called who, that one out. Yeah, yeah he called yep, that one yep, out. Yep. yep. Oh, uh, but then we got uh, jo- uh, Joshua Maldonado with another ten dollar donation, so he's now at sixty dollars. And he says, "Hell of an email there, celebrating uh, uh, JJ Raider twenty six. <laughs> I love this. Is the best. Look, I, I you know, I, I'm going to reserve the gush because I know we're going to we're getting close on time, uh, and we're going to go over. We're going to probably be two and a half hours tonight. Um, thank you so much, man. Look, I mean, I know this. We got a cool thing to give away, um, but man, that you're just generosity is not lost on us and we no appreciate kidding. you so very much and this is what defines raider nation this is what makes us different than any other fan base when we say la familia it is no joke it, psb sports rough cut coming in there with another donation of 199 in there thank you like th- nobody else does this there is no other fan base that comes through like this to give to to raiders related charities to celebrate community and come together the way raider nation does it's a beautiful thing and thank you uh for so much for doing that chronicles of the black hole says swaggy j 
throw a roofie in Uncle Mosh's drink, and then let's start filming. <laughs> you don't even have to throw it in there. You nah, just handle one to him. He, he don't, I, I promised I wouldn't do what I used to do because <laughs> Coach Davis's kid might be watching. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's been a minute since you went shirtless uh, on Radio yeah, Stand but Radio. But you know what? One more of these, and I did not mind. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right, Mosh, who do we got next? Yo, what's up, Murph Swaggy and the one and only Uncle Mosh? I hope all is well and everyone is safe and in good health. A lightning delay in an indoor stadium? I sit here and drink my coffee as I'm watching these analysts, and I'm taking notes. I think it's interesting that in all three of our wins so far, they always bring up the injuries on the other teams, but they didn't bring up ours. I won't overreact, but Leatherwood is a liability right now. He needs to buckle down because right now he's playing scared. I'm not giving up on him right now, but he better take a page out of Colton's book and put it together. Renfro should replace Arnett since they are tied for PBU this season. I, yeah. I was yelling at the TV screen when I saw the gunner wide open, and then here comes this guy who looks like the other guy who works at my local Safeway. Come make a play. Now, look, <laughs> overall, our defense was holding up, but it's hard. It's it, it. Where am I at? Uh, <laughs> Woo, that's a good drink. Now, look, overall, our defense was holding up, but it's hard when your team goes seven drives without a score in the first half. They only gave up seven points in the second, and that game could have been ugly if they didn't stop them in the second half. The O-line was trash, and I really don't want Jacobs out there until he's 100%. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. I wasn't mad at Carr because he was under pressure the whole game. But but that throw to Waller in double coverage was terrible, and we're lucky it wasn't a pick six. With that being said, we went to overtime twice this year, and I knew if we started slow against this team, it would be a problem. Down 14-0 seems to be our sweet spot. 21-0, not so much. Well, now that we got that loss out of the way, it's time to get back out there and ball out. If this wasn't a family show, I would say how I really feel about Joey Bosa. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your 17 away game schedule. I will be oh. in Las. <laughs> nice. I will be in Las Vegas for the Sunday night game against Candy Reed and the Condiments, November 14th. <laughs> so if anybody else will be out there, let me know. All love and respect. Ta-da, Raiders! Nice job, Ty. Awesome, man. That was good. That was good. All right. Next up, <clears throat> Fargo Raider here. And my hot take is that we need to stop trying to run these cute single-back formations with motions to try and trick defenses. Run the ball in the eye formation. Our O-line is weak, and they're not going to pick up the free linebacker, so we need the lead blocker. The end. I, I, you know what? I, done. I, I kind of like it that when – and I thought Ingold was hurt coming into this game. I mean, he was. I didn't think he was going to play – but he's right. When they went into I formation and just started pounding the rock, we started grinding them up a little bit. That's yep. what is it, one of the things that led to the Raiders' comeback in this game. So that's a that's a great notion, man. That like in that John Gruden West Coast offense, yeah, I formation, pound the rock up in there. I think the issue is we didn't have a fully healthy Josh Jacobs. Nope. And Kenyon Drake is not the three down guy. Like yeah. And Peyton Barber now is he's out for multiple weeks with turf toe. Exactly. So Jalen Richard, uh, where you at? Like we need you now. You know right, what I mean? Right. We Time need to step you. up. Absolutely. I've never wrote an email before. But since I have too much to say for a call, I thought that this would be best. From what I understand, we have some fools saying that we don't take this Raider life seriously since we like to have a good time. Well, seriously, let's get serious. How about I pick up Capo, 
grab the Mangus Twins, kick in your door, tie you up, and duct tape your mouth. <laughs> Take you to a secluded area where Mojo is cooking up some crawdads or whatever the hell he cooks up, and Michelle Sweat and Stacy Ruff draws a dartboard on your backside and play a game of around the world while catching elbows from Kiljadis's alter ego. Paul can keep track of how many times you ask for forgiveness. Ron can just <laughs> chill because we don't need a moderator when it comes to you and historian Raider Steve's grandkids can call into RFR in the future and give everyone a history lesson on why you don't cross the made men and made women. Let's go. Where do I get all this? I spent plenty of time in rubber rooms with just me and my thoughts. Look, I got a better idea. How about we just have a good time? Why so serious? You don't want that. R-N-F-L. I love y'all. I'm out. Let's go. Coach Davis. Coach Davis. <laughs> Raider Nation for life, baby. That's what it's all about, man. Come on. I love that idea. Yeah, man. Look, we're going to play and have a good time, and we're going to root passionately for our Raiders, and we're going to talk about Get over your damn selves. Come on, coach. A lighter side journey into the dark side, Mosh. Right. That's what we're That's all about. Right. All right. We got one more to get to. Uh, wow. It's the capo. It's the captain of the emailers. Capo sent an email? No, 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 no. It's the, oh, oh, oh. It's the guy that's... The Capo's the Capo of the Capo, but then if <laughs> hey, you had an email, yeah. Capo would be Paul. Paul? Paul? Paul. 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 Evening, everybody. I hope this email finds you well. There are certain questions asked in life that are virtually impossible to answer. For example, what's your favorite film of all time? What's your favorite song? What's the best live concert you've ever been to? Or does the nursery at Philip Rivers' house have its own zip code? <laughs> Or has John Elway been house trained yet? Or does he still eat out of a bucket? Well, friends, <laughs> I thought of another one. Just how important to the Raiders and the NFL was Al Davis? I believe this impact and his I believe his impact and his spirit are still being felt to this day in numerous ways. His relentless energy and the way he fought for what's right, whether race or gender related, or ultimately the benefit of his beloved Raiders. They are still being felt today in some way. He lit the flame under so many issues, and like ripples on a pond, things started to happen, some of which are taken for granted by today's players and fans. The league owes him a great debt. Let's go. I've never managed to get hold of a copy of the book by Bruce Kebrick, John Kingdom, and Steve Corcoran, but I have got a copy of the phenomenal You Negotiate Like a Girl by Amy Trask yeah. and Mike Freeman, which is a must-read for a personal insight into the man himself. You have all those, don't you? Yeah, I got them all. I'm going to put it up on camera here while you're reading that. This, um, and, we've, and we've talked to, uh, to John and Corcoran. Both have been on the show to, to talk about their authoring this book. Just it's fantastic. off. off Guilt. He could probably go on Amazon and get that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it's out there. Yeah. You just Google it. Behind the Raider's Shield is what it's called. I would love to have met that great man, shaken him warmly by the hand, and tried to let him know how much he means to us all. His influence will always be a part of the Raiders and football in general. Mr. Davis was a maverick, an enigmatic, tough, and uncompromising man, loyal to those he trusted and ruthless against those he didn't. Amen. He gave us a lot to be thankful for. He gave us the Raiders, and how do you put into words what that means? So, at the end of the day, his importance to the Raiders and the league as a whole could just be too big to quantify, which makes it another unanswerable question. I've been using a lot of quotes recently, and I've tried to avoid one this week, but it's so appropriate I had to use it. 
Former Cleveland Browns coach Sam Rutigliano once said, Al Davis was the kind of guy that would steal your eyes and then try to convince you that you looked better without him. (laughs) On October 8th, it will be 10 years since his passing. So God bless you, sir, and thank you. Okay, I can't put Monday's game off anymore. It was a tough watch, particularly in the first half. Our young O-line was was experienced. Hang on just one second. Mm. Okay, I'm all right. All right, you good. You got it. <laughs> Our young O-line <laughs> has experienced some positivity during the first three weeks, but week four was a real learning experience for them. I don't know why we are starting games so slowly at, the, at this minute, and it was inevitable in the trend as the trend continued that at some point we would give ourselves too much to do. Monday was that game. They came at us hard and set the tempo on the first drive, and we couldn't respond straight away. An offense, anyway. D.C. was given little or no time in the pocket, and we just couldn't get a rhythm going. I was thinking to myself, get the ball to Waller and Edwards, and where is Alec Ingold? But the answer was the O-line being put under so much early pressure didn't matter what plays were called or what personnel was out there. Once we did get momentum and the game started to stretch a little into the third quarter, it looked like another crazy win was on the cards, but sadly not to be. I said last week we would see our true character and playoff credentials after our first loss, and here we are. Yes. Now we need to see a reaction, and it needs to happen against the Bears on Sunday. The Bears, the Bears, the We haven't become a poor team after one loss, so it's not the time for sulking and finger-pointing. Just give your heads a wobble, fellas, and kick the Bears' ass. The most important people at the organization at this moment, though, are the medical staff, and we have to get people healthy. One other observation was how biased and cringeworthy were the commentators toward the Chargers. I was expecting to hear the theme to Love Story played every time they spoke about Justin Hebert. Jeez, guys, get a room. I I love it that you call him Hebert. It's (laughs) Hebert. I love it's that. It's because you know I hate the French. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Hey, Paul. <laughs> that's, that's a call to that's, arms, that's buddy. That's a call to arms. Paul's with me on that. <laughs> Paul, you're in there. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe next time you do a Raiders game, set your booth up on the opposition sidelines and be done with it. Oh, nice. If anybody thinks at this point I'm being bitter because we lost, you're damn right I am. <laughs> I've never been a good loser, and I don't intend to start now. I've always been told never trust someone who's happy to lose and never trust a fart. <laughs> Elsewhere in the league, we should have known it was going to be a crazy. <laughs> never walk past the bathroom and never trust a fart. Oh, my gosh. Elsewhere in the league, uh, we should have known it was going to be a crazy weekend when the Jets and the Giants both won their games. The Donkeys finally played a decent team, and shock, horror, they lost. Plus, Vic Fangio had a boo-boo because the nasty Ravens didn't take a knee with three seconds left. Fool. Finally, (laughs) this week, during episode 219, we hit a sizzler milestone that's worth mentioning. If we include the winners of the award that are no longer eligible... Then Tyrone Graves was the 50th different person to win the coveted award and was the 125th award handed out in total. Wow. How cool is that, man? Tyrone. That's awesome. I hope your lady's still listening because it just keeps getting better for you, brother. Oh, that's awesome. 
Did you lose your spot? Yeah. Okay. That's all right. We'll, we'll recover. Uh, so in the chat, the chat is cracking me up. So Aaron the Q-Dog Raider says, Mosh declared war on the French. And Kill Janus said, Paul is getting his longbow ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. That's funny. I shoot a bow too, Paul. I'm in there. Houston Raider Steve is still the Sizzler King, though. For now. Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Egerton from Shropshire, Mississippi. Polly Award winner 2019. Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020. BRT Sizzler scorekeeper. Proud made man. Five-time, 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 plus one, plus one. Winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Paul! 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 All right, Paul. Hey, so let's go to speaking of math and updates and, and all kinds of stuff like that. Swaggy J, give us an update on where we are, bud. Absolutely. So uh, Pineapple B122. My man. Yeah, man. Uh, a $30 donation to the One Nation Foundation. Oh, wonderful. Coach Davis with a $20 donation Come to on, the One Coach. Nation Foundation. Uh, Big Bass Raider says uh, Milestone is now hit. Uh, Raider Nation, let's go. $20 donation to the One Nation awesome. Foundation. Uh, our numbers rising up, man. Uh, this is awesome, man. Let's keep it coming, man. We got a little bit of time left in the episode. Uh, let's go, man. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. We've got some monster donations in there. And again, your generosity is not lost on us. And thank you so very, very much. Um, Mark Thompson is in there. Coach Davis. Joshua Maldonado. Kill Jadis. Uh, Pineapple B122. Paul. Uh, Paul. Uh, Julian Cardenas. Tyrone Graves is in there. Uh, Ebony Graves. Uh, his lovely wife is in there. Pirate 1975. Uh, Coach Davis, did I say that yet? Uh, man, so many great folks in the chat room. And we appreciate each and every one of you. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the calls. So, again, you can call that Raiders Fan Radio hotline anytime, 24-7. It's 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Weather on the 8s, traffic on the 9s. Join us here in the Fan Cave each and every Wednesday. Um, you're being silly, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that too silly? I need to be. No, you're being silly. Talk right, about the Raiders. All right, F your team. <laughs> hey, there you go. Was that hey, better? Where's Hefe tonight? Where's F.A. and K.C.? Because really, been in, he's been in there. Is he in there? Is yeah, he? He's been in there. Okay, because for real, F your team, Hefe. Um, right. <laughs> 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 let's uh, let, let's go to uh, the the guy that uh, that leads the crew. Uh, every crew needs a captain. He's the capo. He is Aaron the Q Dog Raider, and always kicks Wait, off this thing. Read what? what he just wrote in the chat. What piece? <laughs> no. What he it's says. Breaking news, France oh. surrendered to Raider Nation following an act of aggression by Uncle Mosh, dubbed the Bourbon Incident, <laughs> by historians from Houston to the Himalayas. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, of course, our capo, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, but Cafe KC in there uh, threw up the peace sign. So, Oh, and ah. Ebony Graves. Ebony Graves, Tyrone's wife, oh, uh, says, I love my love hits all the miles. Let's go. Let's $10 go, donation man. to the One Nation that is Foundation. So cool, man. That is so cool. We cannot appreciate your support enough. Uh, man, that's awesome. That is so cool. Thank you very, very much. And, uh, you know, uh, and Hefe and Casey, you know, it's all love from us, man. We just we just like to poke fun. And uh, But you're really F your team. Okay, uh, next up. Here we go. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. 
Greetings, not Murph. Kiss it, Larry Moss. On the bus, Sonny. Big Raider Trucker, Mojo from the Universe Speaks. Swag Jeff, Ron the Major Raider Nation. Um, let's just start off with the positive. Uh, we started my day with the uh, article written by Seth Trachman, and he's got the uh, first quarter grades for all 32 teams, and the Raiders came out graded as a B+. That's progress. Now, what can be said about the loss of the L.A. Superchargers? Um, we simply aren't good enough yet to spot any team the first half and expect to come back and win. Um, this loss is definitely not on the coaches. I'll get off on this. Um, there were several plays when an MVP was needed to extend drives and too often call number four. But you know what? I'm still behind him. But enough with the running mascara. And enough giving this team kudos. I'm just happy that we're going to get another shot at these knuckleheads. Now, props Jeff to the rest, the, the indoor weather has get it, bro. delay. And being able to grab their hankies and screw the Raiders over for that crucial fourth down measurement. And, and then once again, you know, focusing in on Alex Leatherwood, who struggled as a rookie, yeah. and yet allowing the Chargers to hold the condor more longly and more deeply and stronger than the back of your head on prom night. But I digress. <laughs> Our quarterback situation was so bad that Damon Arnett was pressed into extended action. Yeah. No one deserved to see that under any circumstances. Trade him. Speaking of uh, douchebags, Let's talk about nice. other individuals from Ann Ohio State University. There we go. Um, looks like the old ball coach, Urban Meyer, is back up to his tricks again. He just simply can't stay away from the co-heads, can he? Um, <laughs> First off, Meyer once again couldn't resist uh, grinding it up with the co-heads in the bar and didn't have the sense enough or the judgment in order to realize that he's a public figure and could get caught on video. But just like at the University of Florida, oh, right. He quit there because of heart problems, which is probably code for messing with that uh, Lady Gator volleyball player. But he had to probably leave in order to save his marriage and continue his coaching career up at Ann Ohio State University. <laughs> then there's Pryor, our former quarterback, who was once again arrested for hitting another woman, allegedly. Um, didn't he get knifed by his ex fiancés and that ended his career? Regardless, silver linings. Amik Robertson, uh, third and Renfro, Corey Littleton, Trayvon Merrick. Hey, they show consistent fight on Monday. And maybe it's me, but I prefer Nick Witkowski in the middle over Paramount at middle yeah, linebacker. Yeah. And, and thank God we get another crack at the bolts. Their disrespect of our, our organization and Joey Bosa taking the mic, screw that dude. Hit list. Clee Farrell finally. Damon Arnett, no, Bosa, full-grown Beetlejuice, Jared Cook, Jim Rome, <laughs> Sage Steele, Mike Wilbon, Insurrectionist, and Mike Dicka. Oh, somebody has something to say. Hi. That comes from my little angel. Aww. Goodbye. Nice. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Nice. Appreciate Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, of course. And uh, that is awesome. Hey, uh, in, the, in the chat room, uh, Mike Kraut says he's going to be in Nashville this weekend. Oh, holler at me, man. Murph at RaidersFanRadio.com. Yes. Yes, holler me, at us. Send, send me an email, man. Hey, and, we'll, and uh, I want to give up. a shout out to uh, Graphic Raider. Graphic Raider's hey, in there. What's, up, what's Graf? up, my friend? Absolutely. Good to see you, well, pal. And you know what? Uh, uh, Jack Kenna earlier in the uh, in the chat said, shout out other channels. Absolutely, because we are a firm believer that yes. a rising tide raises all ships. So 100%. Pillaging Podcast, Graphic, Honcho, Cody, Samoan. Mikey, Samoan, like all those guys. We love all of them. If I've missed anybody, it's not uh, intentional. Holy cow. Mojo. 
Well, yeah, Universe yeah, Pizza. Yeah, Universe Pizza. Yeah, of course. But, but of course. he's one of us. Ab- he's well, one of he's us. One he's of family. Us. Absolutely. He's and, family. But and I do want to shout out uh, again our our best friend oh Michelle gosh, Sweat. Man. Unbelievable. Michelle Sweat has come in with another fifty dollars oh donation to the gosh, One Nation Michelle, Foundation. Give her some applause. That's Michelle, amazing. That's amazing. Thank you so very Thank very much. Thank you so much. One hundred percent of that money goes to the One Nation Foundation, as you know, Michelle. And uh, thank you so much. Gosh blessed man we are closing in on i don't even know what that milestone is but i know we're we're coming up on another one here uh very very thirteen dollars is what we need okay thank you so very very much all of you that is incredibly kind and we can't wait to give away that signed woodson bottle as we have celebrated the goat here tonight all right let's jump into more of these uh excuse me more of these voicemails thank you again capo as always great call Uh, and we love you in the way that you represent the made men and the made women uh here at the top mosh this is your guy Come on. OG Daniel. Love this guy. Hey, guys. It's OG Daniel from the Chronicles of the Black Hole. I just wanted to bring something up because the young Raiders fans don't know this. Um, But Uncle Mosh will probably tell you. The old school Raiders were in a lot of nail biters. That's the truth. If you go back and look, 75 opening day against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We were down so far. It wasn't funny. We came back and won that game in the fourth quarter. This is old school Raiders football is what we're playing right now. <clears throat> so you young guys, don't get your hearts. Your hearts are broken over the last two decades. I get it. But uh, we're playing old school Raiders ball. Now, after the Baldinger uh, commentary, um, you know, Uncle Mosh kind of ruined it for me because then the next picture he gave me was a, uh, an image of my head with his arms spread out like a condor gutting a box of Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and that kind of, you know, gave me a little bit of a, a shake. Um, but let's talk about Andy Reid. I'm glad he's okay, but he might, at this point in his life, start trying to make some different uh, adjustments to his life. Like, you don't need to put mayonnaise on a Tylenol, Andy, okay? <laughs> um, now, the Chargers. Let's talk about our division, the Chargers. <laughs> I call them the car chargers because they're only broken within a month. Come on. You know, you get that car charger for your phone, a month later, it don't work. Um, and the Queefs, the Queefs' mother is the AFC West, and they live in their mother's basement. Do I need to say more? Um, and in the Donkeys, they're, they played three non-factor teams. They got four tough games coming up, including us. They're not coming out on scale. They are not going to have a perfect record after that. Um, they're probably going to lose two or three of those. Um, and also, I noticed Swaggy Jeff isn't there. Uh, did you guys, are you guys gathering up bail money? I mean, just, <laughs> you know. Anyway, good talking to you guys. Missed you. Couldn't be here last week. Had some stuff going on, but all's good now. OG Daniel was oh on God. fire. He's tonight. so funny, man. He's great. We appreciate you, OG Daniel. Keep those things coming, man. Hey, I love the old school Raider takes. Oh my yep. gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, and I know there's swag. a lot of stuff going on in the chat Tons. right now. It's so cool. Uh, we got so many people in there. Uh, uh, we got Aaron the Q Dog Raider Renegade. Uh, David Chappelle. All eyes on G.com. Uh, Graphic Raider. 
Graphic Raider, one of our brothers. Uh, man, we love this guy, man. Much respect. Uh, go subscribe to his channel, uh, DoxyNT. Uh, $20 donation Let's to go. the One Nation Thank Foundation. you, brother. We so, appreciate so you, So you get man. Poker Chip 17, pal. Absolutely. Right on, man. We appreciate you so much. And see, that's what I'm talking about, man. You lift each other up, man. This whole Raider like, fan-created content community. Oh, man, let's all celebrate one another and, and, and lift each other up, man. We appreciate you, Graph, so very, very much. All right. Uh, uh, so here's a guy we hadn't heard from in a hot minute. Okay. Uh, let's check in with our good buddy, made oh, man, yeah. Adam Hill. Go, it is his right. What up, Mosh, Swag, Jeff, Murph. Freaking just out here enjoying my Raider Nation Monday. Just got off work early. Pre-game. I'm just excited. I'm going uh, to be honest with y'all. I've been wearing the same outfit every Raider game. <laughs> Undershirt, underwear. <laughs> Time Sock, to wash that stuff. Shoes. My wife is kind of, she don't want to sit next to me during the Raider game because I kind of stink. She said, you need to wash those clothes. But I got the wind filth all over them. I got the three and no wind filth all over them. You know, so I'm going to try to keep this going. I'm going I'm to just, we got to go four and oh. We got to go four and oh. Hey, just win, baby. Freaking love y'all. Uh, and we love you, Adam Hill. Now, uh, yeah, watch that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's time. Now it's time. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, well, well, hit the reset button. Hit the like reset the button. Hey, us. that's okay. We're good, man. We're yep. good. We got this. We're going we to take right. care of the Bears. All right, next up, we're going to go to uh, the man who calls himself the northernmost Raider fan. And, of course, every time he calls, he's got his buddy with him, who is uh, a Raider or Macho Man Raider Savage, and he is Kill Jadis up there in Alaska. Well, so much for your undefeated regular season. Well, so much for your positive vibes going into the game. Oh, come on. Don't you come on me. It was obvious that this was a setup for the beginning. That lightning delay was a sign of that fate was not going to be on our side. No, no, it wasn't. But that's okay because it's just one loss and plenty of football to play. Okay, well, I agree with you on that. We have plenty of football to play. And the fact of the matter is that we needed to get this loss out of the way, too. The Chargers exposed our weaknesses. Now it's time to work on that and move forward. Well, whoa. That's actually quite positive. Are you sick? No, of course not. Listen, our offensive line was horrendous. And zone D doesn't work. But you know what? It's the, just the beginning of the season. We can t still turn this around. It's just one loss. Well, the Chargers got lucky and lightning won't strike twice. We're going to strike back like a lightning rod in a storm. Because Delta Win is whipping himself to a frenzy to become a hurricane. And no umbrellas will be able to stop us. And the points will fall like cats and dogs. Where Nick Bosa will be seeing B.J. Thomas's raindrops keep falling my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you thought that Renfro's hit on that big pump was like thunder, if you haven't seen what will happen when Crosby and Oren Gockley put on the boom into the torso of Herbert, yeah. The forecast is going to be pouring all day, and we'll be shouting that we're singing in the rain. <laughs> but next time we face the Chargers, we'll be in Vegas, which won't have rain. And they'll be in a dome stadium. Well, there won't be weather possible. And there won't be any room for the coming doom. As very soon the pain will zoom and cover LA like a cuckoo. 
before we resume our vengeful tune, we need to prepare a tomb for a team room for Zoom. Or should I say presume that we're filled with gloom and really we're ready to consume the barely bearable bumbling <laughs> band of baboon. <laughs> I get Chicago. So get your rifles, beat the bullets, because Macho Man Raider Savage needs a new bearskin rug and some meat to make homemade slim gems to bring a grizzly spice to my life. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, to bring the grizzly spice, spice to, to my life. life. That I is awesome, it. man. Uh, great job, Kill Jadis. We appreciate you uh, so very, very much. And uh, uh, man, great call there, of course, from you and your sidekick, uh, Macho Man Raider Savage. Before we move on to the last two calls, Swag Jeff, we still got more donations coming in there. Uh, tell me about Joshua Maldonado. Yeah, absolutely. Joshua Maldonado. Uh, thanks for reading my email. That was awesome. I'm Fargo Raider and I'm deep behind enemy lines, and I stay in my oh. trusty Raider cap. I get shit from all my old Vikings fans who remember getting that ass whipped. There we go. Absolutely. That first yeah. Raider Super Bowl, that is Jack Tatum on Sammy White. Some of the greatest. Ooh. Ooh, so One good, of the man. best moments ever. Ever, man. One of the best hits in the in the history of the NFL. So, uh, appreciate you, Kill Jadis. All right, we got two more to get to. Uh, all right, here we go. Crowd favorite. Now, listen, I usually make some kind of a, a silly comment about turning down the lights and like lighting candles, get your aromatherapy fired yeah. up. But look, but sometimes this guy, like he always just sounds cool. But man, but his takes are so on point. And I love this. We're going to hear from our good friend in the Canary, Idol, uh, Canary Islands, Raider Born Riku. And man, he's got ACDC behind him, and he oh. brings some freaking thunder on this one. Word. Hey guys, Rede Bonrico here, so I'm gonna open the fridge, get a beer, and I'm telling you, uh, losses are lessons to learn in life, always. So let's capitalize this moment because this is very, maybe, maybe it's gonna be a crucial moment, maybe this loss is gonna open the door for a better season. We're angry. At the same time, we're hungry for a, for a win. So let's focus, let's keep our coldness, let's keep our, our coolness, and let's go four and one. That's all it matters. Forget about the rest. Now, John, the only thing I'm asking you is Step aside a little bit, you know, just for this Sunday. Eat some porkers, have some hot dogs. <laughs> uh, we are in Vegas, I think, so I, I, I think there's plenty of slot machines, blackjack <laughs> tables, you know. Just enjoy your Sunday. Let the oh, guys yeah. enjoy their Sunday. Let them have fun. Let Derek Carr coach the team and... Um, uh, call his own play without you getting in the middle with your sleepy play. With all that say, I'm gonna open this beer. Salute. Love you all. Oh man, love so it. good. Salute, Raiderborn Rico. We love you, man. And uh, man, he's he's staying on Gruden. He's not he letting up, up, man. He's he not backing up. up. Absolutely not. All right, one more to get to tonight. Uh, we call him the historian. He's our good friend, Houston Raider Steve. Murph Moss, Swag Jeff, Nation, Houston Raider Steve. 
Hey, watching the game the other night, they had a 30-minute delay. Reminds me back in the days, being at the old Coliseum, even wearing a poncho that you bought at the BART station, freezing your tail off the whole game for hours and hours, being soaked, and going over to the uh, watching the game and everything, walking across the parking lot. You had to use the porta cans out in the parking lot if you're lucky. Then you had a trough in the men's restroom. Now you have these luxurious bathrooms. Another thing, the ticket prices back in the day were $3 uh, to sit in wooden bleachers in the north end zone of the Astrodome, dollar park your car. Park in your car. You parked in somebody's front yard over there by the uh, Orange Bowl in Little Havana, and they were cooking cabrito and, and hog, and you drank uh, fresca and cokes out of a, a styrofoam uh, thing. Ticket prices. Ticket prices, uh, oh, by the way, and then oh, these days you have to pay $98. Then you have to pay the resale value fee on top of that. Then a processing fee. Then the servicing fee. The food. The food you you uh, are out there at the Coliseum parking lot or down at the L.A. Coliseum, and uh, you cooked over a little grill. You would had a Raiders helmet as a thing, and you're right across the street from an abandoned warehouse. Now they've got luxurious parking garages. You take the trains and everything else to get down there. So things have changed back in the day. Have they gotten better? I don't know. What say you? Goodbye. Murph, Mosh, Swag, Jeff, Nation. Houston Raider Steve, I just want to add one more thing to my difference between the uh, Oakland and uh, Las Vegas. I mean, the difference between Oakland and Las Vegas uh, stadiums. In Oakland Coliseum and Las, Ve- uh, Los Angeles Coliseum uh, was all the hot smoke, whether it's in the stands or out in the parking lot. And I guess we're going to have to recreate that inside the new stadium. With the, with the, with the, the thing is the, the shot stick at the La Familia tailgate. It was went on forever out in the parking lot there at the old Oakland Coliseum. So those are my differences uh, between the, the Las Vegas and Oakland. What started in Oakland or what ended in Oakland or whatever. What ended in Vegas started in Oakland, whatever that. Or you're close. Right. Started in Oakland is now in Vegas. <laughs> Keep trying, buddy. <laughs> try and try again. I know I, I love that. So, Mosh, I'm throwing to you on this one. You would know nothing about weed smoke in the Oakland Coliseum, <laughs> or did you? Or did you and your brothers <laughs> created invent, some of those fights? <laughs> <laughs> I love the two that like. And speaking of that, like, talk about just real quick before we close this thing out. Tell us some of this about how what the rules used to be about bringing beer in. So the rules were you could you could bring in your own beer. If if you had it in milk jugs, so it wasn't it wasn't uncommon to go in and buy like like six forties and two gallons of milk, <laughs> and you pour that milk out in the parking lot and then fill the milk jugs up. Yeah, because as long you, as it was a plastic as container, long as it was a plastic container, you couldn't bring in a thermos. You couldn't bring in. It had to be a plastic container. Oh my gosh. You know how many plastic containers I saw get thrown from the third deck? <laughs> <laughs> and by the fourth quarter, it's oh, probably fourth warm. Fourth quarter? Oh. I'm talking before the first half. <laughs> it's all warm. Fourth oh. quarter, fourth quarter. And 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 there was not and and you know, people can say what they want about the about Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, but I saw more joints get passed. <laughs> 
<laughs> that you know, and, and it was it didn't matter because if you if you lit a doobie and you were on the end row, you better bogart that thing for a minute because it ain't never coming back because it just keeps going, it just keeps going. So, so you didn't even have to bring anything with you. You could see it. You could. See, God forbid you should ever have to do a deuce because if you if you went into the. If you went into the bathroom, there was always the people that didn't know better that were slipping doobies underneath the things, right underneath the stalls, when everybody else is just is just smoking at the trough. Oh my gosh! I'm dying. Oh my gosh, that is so fun. I love those stories about the Coliseum back in the 70s, man. It literally was the Wild West back then, man. It's so freaking cool. And let me tell you, some of those jugs. That, you know, that would get chucked. Yeah. You know, they didn't all have beer in them. Because <laughs> 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 they was, go to the trough, huh? Because there was, there was just, you didn't want to leave. Oh, yeah. You, you, didn't, you had you to throw stuff at, at, well, I guess, like who? Like maybe like the Yankees or whatever? It didn't like, matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Because you, you guys know, went to A's games. Oh you went my to World Series. You that was this. back when people were flinging bottle caps. You know, people would shoot bottle caps uh, off their yeah, fingers, yeah. and you know, and they and bottle caps would just because we, we always sat at the top, you know, yeah, top of so the third deck can, behind yeah, home plate, and, right? And, and then frisbees were a big thing for a long time. How far could you throw a frisbee? But it was just, uh, it was, it was the wild west. It was just, it was wide uh, open all the time. Uh, I love that. It man. was so much fun. <laughs> That's the best. I'll never forget being a kid sitting in that in that spot where you all used to sit in the upper top of the third deck. At an A's game, and in between innings, uh, Vince DeFranco launched a freaking frisbee, and it landed on the pitcher's mound. Yeah, and everybody went nuts. No, the whole place, the whole place went nuts. And it yeah. was in an A's game, it so all seven hundred people that were there <laughs> thought it was really badass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, those old stories are the best, man. All right, so we're getting long on time tonight. Uncle Mosh, who do we have tonight for oh the best gosh. emailers Sh- and phone calls? Uh, so Capo started off with a hilarious take on Urban Myers. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Excuse me. OG Daniel. We're playing old school Raiders. I love that guy. I love OG, man. man, He's my guy. Yes. And he hit me with that. I I almost I almost peed a little bit. He when he hit Andy (laughs) Reid's gotta quit putting mayonnaise on Tylenol. Tylenol. Andy Andy. Adam Hill. Same clothes. Adam, it's time to do the laundry, my brother. Kill Jadis. He was uh, the light he said the lightning was a setup. And then he ended it with Macho's great rhymes at the end there. Fantastic job. Rico, drinking beer, discussing the benefits of a well-played loss. Houston Raider Steve's flashbacks to old school calls. Houston Raider Steve doesn't call for a lot, but he's calling for more weed clouds <laughs> within the confines yeah. of, of the Death Star. But tonight's sizzler, let me get my... Right, my tonight's sizzler... Goes to my brother, OG Daniel. Oh, oh! nice. Mayonnaise on a Tylenol. That should get the sizzler and the fat because nobody that ain't fat doesn't do that. <laughs> oh, what happened? I am the sizzler. Oh, you already hit that one. Oh, my bad. Yeah, that's okay. There you we go. We are Metallica and we are here for oh, your my gosh. Oakland Raiders. You know what? From The Walking Dead Ugh. to Errant Jedi Knights, you know it. Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Ah, 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 
We were talking about the Doobie Brothers, right? Yeah. And I used to watch, this is, this is going to crack you up, but the Doobie Brothers used to play in Santa Cruz all the time for free. All the time. Yeah. Loma Prieta, my mountain Loma, home, right? All, all the time. But they used to play on the, the beach in the boardwalk there. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was the first time I ever saw the Doobies when I was just a kid. Oh, nice. You know, and it, but and then I uh, about twenty five years later, I ran into uh, Michael McDonald in the Atlanta airport, and I really, like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, and I recognized him right because people weren't recognizing him late, you know, later on. They were yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. I recognized him right off, and I'm like, I go up and I shook his hand. He's a little guy, right? And I go up and I shook his hand, and I'm like, man, I used to watch you all the time when you know back in the late sixties, early seventies when you used to play on the beach and board. He goes, yeah, I remember you. That's a great line. Yeah, but he goes, Yeah, I got you though. Oh, that's a great like, line. Yeah. Oh, old yeah. Yamo be there himself. All right, uh, all right. So let's so uh let's close this thing out. We're at two and a half hours tonight. Thank you. First off, before we get to this last segment, thank you, Raider Nation. Thank you, everybody in the chat room. We appreciate you so very, very much. Swag's getting ready to cover it, but just before we do that, I want to tell you we appreciate all the amazing donations tonight. Yes, all the amazing community that is in our chat. Um, we have big the super chats are so big, they're still up there. Ones yeah. that got posted like 45 minutes ago. So thank you to those of you that have contributed tonight 100 percent of your money goes to the one nation foundation we're going to give away that uh, charles woodson autographed bottle of intercept wine but even if you don't win know this you, that all of that money goes to an incredible cause uh we're giving money right now to the blitnikoff foundation we're going to give away four thousand dollars coming up uh, towards the end of this month and I'm not sure what the next thing is. We're going to continue to give to Bolitnikoff every year, but it might be the Greater Youth Sports Association. Uh, it might be the XOXO Foundation for Stabler. It might be Darren Waller's Foundation. Like We're all over the place, but it's always a Raider-related charity, and it's always a great cause. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Swag Jeff, let's give that thing away. Absolutely. So, uh, so yes, so if, if you're tuning in late, Every ten dollar donation uh, gets you one entry uh, to the uh, to the entry to win the Charles Woodson Intercept Wine signed bottle, and uh, we had a huge turnout tonight. We had an absolutely huge huge turnout tonight. Uh, we raised a lot of money. You want me to, you want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah of course. Come on, man. Out. Oh, don't, and tell them the total from last week. It was like one hundred and fifty five dollars. I forgot. Yeah, to yeah, mention. yeah. One hundred fifty five. Uh, this week. We raised six hundred and twenty-seven dollars. Yeah, let's go. Are you serious? Six hundred and twenty-seven dollars. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. It's Thank unbelievable. You. That's like uh, a thousand bucks in the last three weeks. Three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Oh Absolutely. my gosh, you guys! Thank you so much. Yes, I, that that's so humbling. It's like, amazing. I, it's it's amazing. All of this goes to the One Nation Foundation, which gives to Raider-related charities. Thank you so much. Uh, let's break it down. All right, here we go. Aaron the Q Dog Raider, $20 donation. Pirate 1975, $10 donation. Renegade, $20 donation. Schmucky the Raider Bear, $30 donation. <laughs> I love that. Tider Raider, $10 donation. Tyrone Graves, $30 donation. Come on. Daniel Mangus, $20 donation. Come on. Kill Jadis. $10 donation. Hashtag one chip gang. <laughs> I love that. Uh, pineapple. 
thirty dollar donation. Yeah, Plus, tell him. It was, it was three and a half. He he, he donated thirty five dollars. <laughs> three and a half. Uh, Coach Davis, twenty dollar donation. Ebony Graves, ten dollar donation. Awesome. Graphic Raider, our boy, twenty dollar donation. So cool. Let's go to the big spenders. All right. Josh Maldonado. There you go. Eighty dollar donation. Whoa. Yeah. Ron the Materator. Fifty dollar donation. Nice. Woo. Mike Kraut. One hundred and ten dollar donation. Wow. Come on, brand Let's new guy. Go, Mike. Yeah. Big Bass Raider. Sixty dollar donation. All Come right. On. Let's go, Big Bass. Michelle Sweat. A hundred dollar donation. Come on, Michelle. Man. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. So go over there to Mosh's camera, Mosh. Mix them up, pull the chip, crack them knuckles, get it ready to go. Oh, this is awesome. This, I love this, man. It's so fun. We need a, we need a drum roll, Hosh. I no, know, no, I no. Need, I mean on our board. Yeah, I know. I need to get we you need one. To get I could probably play one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was my cue. <laughs> All right, show, here we go. Show, show, them what, show the chips show them in there. Yep, in. yep, yep. And then show. after the, the, the winning one gets pulled, make sure you show the list. We we'll always want to stay on the up and up above board around here is what we do. All, All right. right. Yeah, here we go. So I'm digging. I'm going deep. Jeez. Let it go. <laughs> First time in my life. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I, got a, I got a good drinking on Wednesday. That was hilarious. I got it. Okay. I got it. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, yes, man. yes, Josh. Josh Maldonado, you're correct. Oh, my God. Oh, my, oh my God. All right. All right. Here we All right go. Let's see what we got. All right. Okay, hold on. Single or double digit? Double digits. Okay. Holy shit. That means it's okay. one of the big numbers. All right, what's the first one? It's a one. Okay, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. No Man, shit, Murph. I'm trying to build some suspense, Swag. Paul Paul Higgerton says, RFR after dark. Yeah, it is. All right, here we go. All right, so it's got a one in it. It's, it's got digits. a one in it, and there's two digits. Is it higher or lower than a five? The it's second lower. Number. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. Drum roll. You want to show, oh, yeah, show the list first? Show the list first. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Good call. From, I like let's the, do that. I like from the drama. Up. This is like when we show our cards at three card when we play. Yeah. Oh, I got to switch to Jeff's camera. Sorry. I got caught up in the action there. All right, here we go. There, There's the numbers. Okay. You from see one it? From one to 17. Okay. Those are the numbers. All right. And the number is right, the man. winning number. Okay, Mosh. Number 12. Oh! Michelle Sweat. Michelle Sweat. Let's go. Michelle Sweat has won. The wow. signed okay. Holy All right. cow! What? No, I'm just saying. That's holy cool. cow! Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, so congratulations, Michelle. She says the suspense. Congratulations, Michelle. Michelle Sweat. Sweat. That is Who incredible. Is now, is that two weeks she's in a row. Two for two. She's two for two. So she's, she's two got, for two. What? Did, what was it? Did she win an autographed bottle of Woodson wine before? Uh, no. No, she's she won, won the this. helmet. Oh, show him, Jeff. Show him. Because we haven't had to ship it because she lives in our town. Oh, that's town. right, yeah. The Jim Motto signed uh, mini So we home. need to give that to her, and then we need to give her the freaking bottle of wine. That is unbelievable. And then we've got we've got Unreal. some other stuff for our other... Uh, yes, so who are, the, who are the next two high bidders? The next two high bidders. So Michelle Sweat had $100. The biggest bidder of the yep. night 
was Mike Kraut at $110. Mike Kraut, email me, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Email me your shirt size, please, and your address, and I'm going to send you a Raiders Fan Radio shirt. And who was after that, Jeff? Uh, after that was uh, Josh Maldonado. Josh Maldonado, email me, show at RaidersFanRadio.com or Murph at RaidersFanRadio.com. I'm, and same thing, address and shirt size. We want to honor those amazing donations that you all gave tonight. I'm going to send you a, a Raiders Fan Radio t-shirt. We thank you so very, very much. That is awesome, y'all. Uh, raised a bunch of money tonight for a great cause. All that goes to the One Nation Foundation, man. That is so cool. So cool. Hey, so we're getting ready to wind it down here, ladies and gentlemen. We would uh, appreciate you a ton if you would smash that like button. Yes. Hit the Murph, button. Murph would say, hit the button. That's what the kids Just say. press yeah, the they damn do. button, nerd. Yes, absolutely. All right, what, are we, ah, what, are we, what are we doing now? I'm trying to hit okay. that. All I'm right. trying to hit the damn button, nerd. <laughs> thank, you for, <laughs> thank you for tuning into this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. You can always reach us uh, anytime, 909-345-3346. Call us, email us, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. And uh, before I uh, turn it over to Swag Jeff, I want to thank Will Compton. Respect. Check out the next episode or two of Bustin' with the Boys. You might hear a little Raiders Fan Radio. You might hear a little Raiders Fan Radio. Shout out, bruh. Absolutely. Uh, you know you know, we're for the boys here at Raiders we Fan Radio. We are for Radio, the boys, And we're going to hook our boy up every time we can. Hey, thank you very much to everyone who's joined us in the chat. Uh, Mark Thompson, Michelle Sweat, Pineapple, David uh, David Chappelle, B. Al, Franklin83, Killed Jadis, Tyrone Graves, Paul from Shropshire, Mississippi, uh, Mike Kraut, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Pirate 1975, Ebony Graves, Tyrone Graves. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, oh my gosh, Raider Born Rico's in there. $627 oh tonight, boys. Oh my gosh, that's, uh, that, so that's unbelievable, cool, man. man. All this goes to the One Nation Foundation where we will give to our Raider-related charity. My gosh, it's unbelievable. We are so humbled. Uncle Mosh, Take us home. Man, what a night. What a night. Congratulations, Charles Woodson. Happy birthday tomorrow, my brother. And, uh, you know, we just want to say thank you to all the folks that donated. And, you know, tonight you've been listening to uh, my little buddy Swaggy J, my nephew Murph, and you got your old Uncle Mosh here. You've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Now listen up, Houston Raider. What happens in Vegas started in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, I did. Mojo, I know you're out there. Tell them all. Adios, malingerers. Good night, everybody. Stay safe. Happy birthday, Charles Woodson. Good night, YouTube. Good night. God bless. Goodbye. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.